Yes, my old friend I've come to talk with you again Because a vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping And I'm stupid, you're smart I was wrong, you were right You're the best, I'm the worst uh, you're very good-looking. I'm not attractive. All right. As long as you're willing to admit that now. Well, I'm willing to admit it. I... You know what? Let me restart. My name is Boone, and I am a certified idiot. Uh, I, don't, I don't know football. I don't, I don't know football at all, which is exactly why I have a day job. And ho oh, ho! Man, am I going to start spending a lot more time and effort at that job because uh, I ain't quitting it anytime soon. That's for damn sure. Uh, last week was extremely humbling. Uh, I'm sure all of you out there are laughing. Ah, <laughs> oh, Boone, you idiot. Yeah, I'm sure you're laughing it up. You're shucking it up out there at me, but that's okay. I went ahead and I took it from you, okay? I went ahead and made fun of myself. I'm an idiot. Welcome back to Blind Lines on the Foolery Podcast Network. As always, I'm Boone. With me is Jaren. Jaren, how are you doing on this uh, very humbling Wednesday? Yeah, it's uh, it, we knew it was coming. I mean, the, if you take the hint, the, the name of the network is The Foolery. At some point, this was going to happen. Um, but we're going to wear it. We're playing the long game here. I, I'm, I'm, we're down, but I'm not, I'm not feeling out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we're... I'm ready to bounce back. I, I think we got a good game. We got a, All right, let's let's rephrase this. We don't have good games this week, <laughs> but we have no. <laughs> some Which very, is a perfect time to get back on the horse. We have several games that don't mean much, but they will be will be good. So I'm, I'm excited to, to to get back on the horse. That's that's for sure. Right. Exactly. Okay. Well, uh, not that not that I want to you know drudge it back up again, but uh, you know. We we have an obligation, okay? All right, we 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 owe it to the people. Um, let's go ahead and uh, watch you uh, watch you run back through what happened last yeah. week. Yeah. So this last two weeks haven't been great. We were ahead of ahead of the the line here, but now we're we're twenty two, twenty six and two. So uh, now we're on the other side of this. Not not looking great, but we have we did get another push in here this week, uh, mm. and so that's where we'll start. Uh, Maryland at Ohio State. Uh, we, we, we were pretty high on Maryland here. Uh, we weren't, you know, we weren't expecting them to win by any means, but we didn't think that there were, should be, uh, underdogs by 20 points here. And, uh, ultimately I thought this was kind of a little harsh for us. Ohio state comes out and scores 17 points in the final quarter, uh, that ultimately gets them to that 20 point win, which is 37, 17. We were Good fortunate God. enough to get this line at 20. I think it did go down a little bit closer to like 18 and a half, 17 and a half. So we, we were lucky since we were on the Maryland side to actually get those extra points, uh, and get the push here. So didn't have to wear that one as a loss, but yeah, that was, that was tough there. I actually think, honestly, I'd bet, I think I'd bet the same way if we went back again, because it, it, this game was close. And like, I think you and I were texting between this game and then this next game that we're going to talk about. Uh, we were kind of like, Oh, we're starting strong this week. This looks good. And then ultimately, we get kind of a unfortunate bad break there at the end of this game, and then oh gosh, let's, let's talk about LSU here. We were on the Missouri side. Uh, we needed uh, Missouri was was uh, underdogs by five and a half points here, so we just needed them to not lose by more than five and a half. And what do they do? They throw a pick six on the last 
drive of the game essentially after being ahead by several several scores in the second half multiple times. Uh, yeah, Major Burns, we we got Major burned by Major Burns with that pick six that he threw at the oh, end of the game. Oh, hats off to you, sir. Way to make and, light of a tough yeah, situation. Yeah, that was the only, that's the only good thing out of this. I I will say it was interesting. Daniels got hurt during the game uh, on LSU side, and like he came back in and just was elite. Like. I don't know. He, he, like, every once in a while, you're like, what are you doing? Like, taking weird hits, and you're just, I, I don't know if this guy, you know how I feel about him. We've talked about him multiple times throughout the season. I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. He, he's going to have one of those games that are stinker. Honestly, he's been amazing this year. It's really been that LSU defense that's killing them. But in this game, they were able to, to get a stop and ultimately get a pick six that, that burned us there in the end. So um, that one was tough. We, we was looking like a win, uh, took a loss there. And so those two really could have been wins for us and, and kind of fell apart there. So, Leaving one and one is a little tough there, um, or, or oh one and one. Uh, Oklahoma at Texas was the next game at that noon slate. Uh, this game ends thirty four thirty. This was a shocker, I think. I think you know everyone was on the Texas side. We thought Oklahoma could show up and, and win, but you know that defense looks legit. So uh, they end up winning here. It, ultimately, it was a no take for us, so we didn't take it one way or the other. I will say, Boone, you you were saying that they should only be favored in, by four and a half Texases. That is, and I said seven, and I was closer to Vegas there. So if I would have went with you, my apologies. If I would have gone with you, we would have taken the, the right side here and and got a win. So. Honestly, I know you're apologizing at the beginning of the pod, but this is this is my fault. I'm this is a tough week for me. Three uh, thirty, uh, Washington State at UCLA. Uh, not much to see here. I mean, Cameron oh, Ward way off. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I think ultimately UCLA showed their defense, and and that's pretty much what what the story was. Twenty five seventeen. Uh, they end up winning this game. Uh, well, we weren't too far off the number, but. I was higher on Washington State, um, but they got the points and still couldn't cover, so took a loss there. Alabama at Texas A&M. This one was kind of, I feel like, kind of interesting, but at the same time kind of went how everyone was expecting. Alabama ends up pulling away there in the end. Texas A&M looked good in the first half, and that looked like a game that they might win, uh, but if ultimately, just in typical Jimbo fashion, just going to find a way to lose a game and, and crumble. Um, not too happy over there with with Jimbo, but uh, we're getting closer and closer to that contract year by year. So we'll see how they how they deal with that. Um, that was a no take for us there. I, I'm going to have to apologize again, Boone. You were you were six and a half with Bama here, and I was on Texas A&M sides, and that's ultimately why we didn't take them. So th- again, I, it, that's on me. Uh, UCF at Kansas. This was an exciting game. For eh, not not very long, it was it was twenty four zero at halftime, and UCF just didn't show up. We talked about maybe that being a, a concern after that incredible, just in, insane fall apart in the previous game, um, and then being on the road here, they they lost twenty two to fifty one ultimately. Uh, so that was an easy cover for us because we had Kansas minus two, uh, and so that was the only win for us on the week. Uh, we left a Woo! few out there. Oof. And this is where it gets tough. the The Kentucky Georgia game we wore. Pretty quickly, and it wasn't even close. Thirteen to fifty-one. It Showed was, my ass. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and to be fair, we did mention like I could see this getting ugly, but we decided to go with our guns here and, and didn't didn't want to give too many points away. We yeah. decided to have faith in Stoops. Yeah, you saying three and a half is it was a little yeah that was a little tough to to wear there, but <laughs> fourteen and a half point favorites uh, get blown out wasn't even close. Uh, Georgia covered that real early on. And then uh, last night game was Notre Dame at Louisville. Um, we were on the Notre Dame side here. 
Uh, we thought the number was a little odd at five and a half, them only being favored by five and a half. But ultimately, Louisville shows up and just says, you know what, we're going to win this freaking game and going away. Uh, win 20 to 33. Weren't even close to sniffing that one the right way. Um, but that was just, honestly, I think that was just had to do a lot with kind of the stretch of games they were going through. Notre Dame, that is. I think Notre Dame's still probably a better team, but it was just a tough, tough road, road game there. Uh, and then last but not least, we did have our Cheeks game of the week, Purdue at Iowa. Uh, we, we took Purdue side just, I think, out of premise and just said we're not going to Iowa. But ultimately, it was only a two-and-a-half-point favorites there. Purdue ends up losing uh, by by six, and so that was a, a loss that we wore. Um, it, it wasn't too too far off, but ultimately, the, the, the one thing we didn't have in our algorithms was a 67-yard run by the Iowa offense in the first quarter. Hasn't happened yeah. yet this season. That that one ultimately is what threw us off off the off the, the trail there, and, and hurt us. So um, with that, that you know, ultimately tough week. But I think we were, we were close on some of these, and it's just that's just how it goes sometimes, man. Is you get a few back doors on going against you, and you know that's just how the, the way the ball bounces. Well, yeah. Let's uh, let's quickly just rapid fire hit this bad boy. Yeah. So. Uh... Hey, man, this is exactly why I said, you know what, Mizzou? In your house, make it happen. LSU sanctioned, and oh, man. Watching that interception was just like watching the light leave someone's eyes. Just to go gently into that little good night. I mean, oh, you want to know what I looked like at the bar? That was it right there. Just hope, fleeting. I, um, that was tough. Maryland the same way. I mean, now you alluded to it. We were, we were high. We were feeling like we could do no wrong. And then seemingly all came crashing down all at the end. Just terrible. I mean, Texas struggling. I kind of saw the writing on the wall, but man, was that game not eerily similar to the one they had two years ago where I just like, man, Texas fans, you guys got to be sick of that. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you go up, you're like, oh, my God, we're going to win. And then your defense just – I thought we were past this. I thought Bama showed that, like, all right, we got a defense. We can do – nope. So, I mean, that – whew. Yeah. That was something else. Um, That's got a sting for sure. I mean, Texas, like – we were, I mean, we talked about it last week. It was like, if Texas wins this game, like, even if it's quite close and they win, like – they're going to run the table because the rest of their schedule is just not much of a concern. And yeah. Like seeing you just kind of like almost look like not like 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 not only did you lose, you kind of looked like the worst team, which is weird given that you brought so much back and you just dominated this team last year. But yeah, good on good on Brent Venables getting them going. Um, but yeah, Venables is something Texas, else, man. Texas, that's that's a tough 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 loss to wear. Uh, that's after beating Alabama like that, and your hopes just get so high. Yeah, well, especially for how good Alabama looks, and let's talk about that one. See, that I think that was more or less. I man, I got a finger on the pulse for Bama, man. I'll tell you what, Jalen Milrow, he just needed time to get settled, man. Like even even in this game though, like they they weren't good in the first half, and he kind of like figured it out, and then yeah, he figured it was out. Like a he completely looked, different. He team. looked great. He looked great. I mean, I A and M, buddy. Let's let's uh, pump the brakes next time we go doing a coaching search because I can assure you it's coming down the pike. Let's uh, let's do a research, okay? Let's ask around, ask references. 
Because uh, anybody at Florida State probably could have told you, hey, man, when things get bad, watch this guy's attitude go south. But, good Lord, I don't I don't understand how you have all that talent, all the resources in the world, and you just can't get out of your own way. And that was kind of where I felt A&M was at. Um, speaking of which, uh, on the opposite side of the coin, I mean – Damn, Kirby Smart just, all right, boys, go play football. <laughs> I mean, Kentucky never stood a chance. That was tough. I thought, I mean, we, and you and I alluded to, like, th- this is possible, but we thought that was more like a, like a 20% chance versus the 80% chance of which it occurred. Uh, that, was, that was a tough one to wear. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing goes for, you know what, I, I this is going to sound like, like, I'm sour towards it, but I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I really don't think Louisville's all that great. They're good. Don't get me wrong. They're a good team. I think they're a very well-coached team. Right. I just I think they just got Notre Dame at a tired moment, which, yeah, wow, hey, man, this, they got this is right college spot. football. you got to be ready. I'm sorry. Dude, also, like, that, Notre Dame, like, I know they always have a tough schedule, but, damn, they've got a tough schedule this year. Like, <laughs> I know. We're going to go over. they got USC this week, so, like, <laughs> You know what? Like I'm just like like they're on the road, you know, twice. They just hosted Ohio State. All of these games have been right down to the wire. They've yeah. all been emotional. They've all been physical. I think they just ran out of gas. Yeah, I mean, literally, you're sitting there at the beginning of the season. You're like, all right, so like someone give us a favor. It's so, like they scheduled us Duke and Louisville. You know, they'll be all right, but they're not gonna be great. And then you just like the exact you, opposite happens. You roll up on them and you're like, holy crap! I got to deal with these two guys now. Like, like this was supposed to be our our our, our break. Exactly. All right, yeah, so you know what? That was uh that was last week. Um what a week. What a week. Glad to have it behind me. Uh but now that takes us into our next segment. Uh as we mentioned to you guys, it is a mainstay and here we are. We oh, oh we've arrived. So, the Boneyard, for those of you uh, who are new to the concept, slash, hey, it's a new concept, so I feel like walking through it one more time. Uh, Jar and I were getting absolutely boned by some of these teams, and we were done. So, we developed the Boneyard, okay? This is where teams go to die who have wronged us too much. I'm just six feet down, six feet under. I dug it. I was done with you people. Now, teams who are already there. USC, Iowa State, Arkansas, because they just pissed me off too much, and LSU, okay? Now, here are the rules of the Boneyard. You get three strikes. Here's the deal. Based on your performance, I could give you two strikes on one go. Based on how absolutely god-awful it was, looking at you, USC, to where I am no longer, I'm sanctioning myself. I'm not taking the spread on you anymore. You've proven to me you can't do it. Whatever it is, you just you got problems, and nobody should ever have to deal with that ever again. You've boned me for the last time. Shame on you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. So 
Those are your teams that are there right now. Now, again, end of the season, wiped clean. You come back next season, you get to prove it to me again. Hey, is it all behind us, or are we going to go back to it? Now, if you do it to me two seasons in a row, mm, buddy, we're going to ban your ass to the Shadow Realm. And then, barring a coaching change, or you just time after time finally dig yourself out of it, and you show me, hey, they're for real, I, I'm not letting you out. So right now, that's what we got. Uh, so time for the newcomers to the Boneyard, which I have good news. We don't have any this week. However, Missouri, I told you last week, if you didn't take care of business, then you were getting a strike. And not only that, oh my God, you threw a pick with 30 seconds left? Mmm! You boned me in the worst way. I was looking down the barrel of happiness. I knew what happiness was like. But then you went and threw a damn pick. I just, I just can't. Yeah, dang. That was a true walk you down the stream and think everything looks good. Before yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, here's your roses. Everything's fine. Look at, you just, know, just, you little, you just look out. Look out onto the lake. It, things yeah, are yeah. good. Things look are down good. Look out the pond. Check out the rabbits. Everything's nice. Look at the season. Shot me in the back of the head. Unreal. Um, all right. Again, so again, let me reiterate. Nobody is getting put into the boneyard this week. However, Notre Dame. Ooh, you're so close. Now, I understand. I get it. I get it. Ohio State, Duke, Louisville, USC. Oh, my gosh. It's so tough being us. You know what fixes that Notre Dame? Get in the goddamn conference. You wouldn't have to deal with this BS. You know who did who put you in this schedule? You. This is by your own hand. This was your scheduling. So yeah, I expect you to freaking cover, man. Right now you guys are struggling. Done with it. Speaking of struggling. Kentucky, you got a strike. Dear God. What the hell was that? You didn't even show up. Mm. You're just like, oh, no, they're really big and strong. I, I can't do it. <laughs> did you Did you happen to hear what Marcus Steve said in his, uh, his coach's show this weekend? I've heard bits and pieces of it, but uh, <laughs> elaborate for me, sir. Educate me. So, of course, you know, the coach's show, it's just like one of those, like, they all do it, and it's just – some you know boosters that think it's like the coolest thing in the world that they get to ask questions to the coach and you know they're always like a little bit of like vetted beforehand and they're prepped but this guy gets on there and is basically just like kind of like a pointed question like yo what the hell man you guys just got your ass beat by 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 georgia why did that happen i thought you guys were good you just you just did the same thing to florida the other week it's like it's so (laughs) mark stoops just goes he just goes, well, they got better players. You want better players? You need to donate more to the NIL collective. <laughs> <laughs> just straight rolled his players. I mean, is he wrong, though? He's not no, wrong. The best part is, so then the following day in, in Georgia's press conference, 
they asked Kirby Smart, like, hey, like, what's what you do you have a comment for this? Because I think they were trying to do kind of the Jimbo Saban thing from last year, where like mm. Saban says something and Jimbo, I, I can't believe you said that to my, my player. That, that is cruel and wrong. And these are 18 year old kids. And I think they wanted that moment that, that Jimbo, Jimbo would, yeah, it was a good Jimbo. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I've been practicing. Okay. Um, uh, but, but Kirby just goes, yeah, man. I don't. I mean, I don't want to tell you. We got good players, and uh, you know, we 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 bought. You know, basically, NIL is legal now, and you know, uh, we were talking about before the game that you know, you think, what do you think we talk about when we shake hands before pregame? Well, now, and, I, did, I did. I did hear like, Kirby say something like that, where he and Mark were talking about NIL prior to the game. I didn't know it was in reference to this, but I did hear that. Yeah. So I mean, basically, they just come out. And to be fair to Mark Stoops, it, like he did say he he was like. It's legal now. I'm not saying he's doing anything wrong. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he kind of was like, listen, guys, this is going to happen every year until you get me some better players. Like, this is, he kind of was saying, this is the ceiling. Like, yeah, we I can mean, whoop Florida's ass, but, like, at the end of the day, when we hit the play Georgia, we can't compete is basically what he said. I mean, what he really should have said was, hey, y'all, remember how you were doing Calabari? Get that shit over here. <laughs> Like, I mean, basically, like, y'all like them national championships, which that's a whole nother topic. Hmm, John Calvary, brother, you do, ooh, you got, you got the King's Ransom over there, and where are the national titles? I digress. Yeah, but, yeah that's yeah, just like, yeah. it's like going to a restaurant, like Waffle House, and you're like, yo, I'm just, I just want some better service where, like, people are, you know, like, not fighting in the lobby and playing, like, ridiculous songs on that jukebox over there, and you're just like, well, then you should go to a nicer restaurant and pay more. Like, <laughs> it's like the most straightforward. You, you pay for what you get. This is no, ridiculous. Basically, like he's like, you guys bought this that I'm rolling out there. This has nothing to do with me, <laughs> and it's oh, so God. true. <laughs> Anyways, continue. That's... I I was gonna say they might be have two two strikes, but I will say just for that, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, yeah, no, no. I'm I mean, because okay. like it's Georgia, you got outclassed. I I didn't expect it to be like that, but you know, we'll give you a strike, regardless. Um. This is going to be interesting. I'm going to... Eh. That was longer than I wanted it to be. Just a, you know, little little bell. Uh, Texas, you get a strike? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like on edge here. Because technically speaking, like, yeah, they didn't cover. And I think on some of these, they haven't really been, like, covering. But the thing is, is, I mean, they're winning. And we kind of went in that week being like, Oklahoma definitely has it within them to... Uh, to kind of get this taken care no, of. No, that's a strike. They're not going to get any more strikes. That's a strike. It's not even half a strike. It's a strike. Because, like, okay. dude, this is the one you got to get. Come on. Like, that's what's so frustrating. It's like, if you're going to sell out and just win a game, this is the one you just all in for. And I, I, I'm i frustrated. I'm still frustrated about it. Because, to be honest, like, I don't ha- really care that much about Texas, like, personally. But I really wanted to see them in the college football playoffs. So, so now, did I. And I, picked I have it to and root for Oklahoma, stupid. which I don't want to see in the college football playoffs because they've been there and it's like, eh, whatever. It's like, okay, they're back and doing well. Like, okay, I guess it's cool to have like a new coach and we kind of be, just it would be, hope for madness. Like, K State, like, beats honestly, them it would be so fun to see USC like completely fall apart and fail because they don't have a defense. And then meanwhile, Oklahoma's just whooping ass on defense and makes it to the college football playoff. That would be fun to see. So, um, that's my new angle with, 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 uh, okay. With them, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of wanted I wanted one of the two. I think they can play each other again this year, which would be interesting. Oklahoma and Texas, so that would be fun. So I guess it's in theory still possible. 
but I think one of the two getting in the playoff would be fun just because it's like, hey, we're leaving the conference and we just dominated this conference and we're double birding you on the way out. <laughs> I think I think yeah. that'll be fun. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. Um, all right. Well, that kind of does it for the people who got my strikes. Uh, in terms of, I'm going to call this category from the outside looking in. Ole Miss. We alluded to it. You're on the outside looking in. And guess who's now joining you? Florida State. Florida State. What are we What are we doing, man? What are we doing? You guys are supposed to be waxing people. This is the ACC. And you guys are struggling to even hit these covers. Now granted these are these are large covers, but you are you are supposed to be that elite of a team. And you don't look like you really been clicking here. So, like, what the hell is going on? I, I just, I, I'm, I'm kind of sick and tired of it. So, you guys are on the, you guys are on the outside looking in. I'm, I'm not necessarily ready to hand out the strikes, but I might, I might start. I might mark this week as one where FSU, you don't cover. That's a strike. Syracuse. This is that that folksy garbage, you know, trash three card Monty salesman type. Dino Baber showing again, where it's like, hey, Syracuse is good. Psych! And I'm, I, there, there should be no question here that you guys should work Syracuse, i.e., check out what North Carolina just did to them. If you, if you guys can't do the, the, the dirty deed to Syracuse, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Speaking of dirty deed... Look at my guy. Look at my little bad boy over here. He's not afraid to get his, his elbows dirty. He's not afraid to dig the holes for me. No, no, he's he's my right-hand man, my good-time boy. I'm talking about you, South Carolina. You know where your bread's buttered. You're like, hey, let's kill them together. As long as it's not me. And I'll allude to that, but hey, South Carolina, I'm a little dirty beater. Look at you. You're never going to join the, the the bad boys until maybe one day I get sick and tired of you. Maybe you've been kissing too much ass. Maybe your work's not as good. You might get thrown in a ditch. I might just promote you to overseer of the graveyard. I haven't really decided yet. Yeah, the problem is, like, I don't think they're ever going to make it because, like, we have to be emotionally invested on some level for them to let us down. And we right. just, they haven't done that yet. So. I've already checked out <laughs> yeah. so much. Like, they're already they're so, dead. They're so they're... middling. Like, they, they just, like, they earn my affection back. And then when they, like, lose it, I'm like, oh, I mean, that's just, that's just South Carolina. Like, South Carolina's being South Carolina again. <laughs> that's full on me, full on me. You can't kill what's already dead, dude. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. All right, well, yeah, so that, that, that's it for the Boneyard. Uh, now we move into... Uh, one of our all-time favorite segments. Of course, it's the things we learned. The more you learn, the more you know, the more, the more you, you know, know it's just in the, in the know. know. It's, it's the, the things, things we've learned. learned. Things we've learned. I like well, that you're getting into it well, now. Well, well, harmonizing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think one day what we're finally going to do, we're going to break down in the studio and just, just make it absolutely theatrical, just total... Total beautiful rendition. Mm. It's just going to be one day. This thing's going to hit you guys, and you're like, "Oh, mm. oh my god, this is gone triple platinum." Mm. 
But yeah, so uh, all right, true Glee we... Club for the for the listeners. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. We might we, hell. That's a that's a nice shirt option that we might have there. And the old, the old <laughs> things we learn in Glee Club, huh? Well, uh, you know what, buddy? I might actually let you take the things we learned this week. Go ahead, kick us off. What do you got? Oh, okay. Um, all right. Uh, we'll, we'll just start here. I mean, I, there's nowhere else to start. To be honest, um, here, here's here's what we've learned. NIL might be the bell of the ball right now. But coaching is still king, mm. and and the only evidence I'm going to do is, is is one place. I could go a lot of different places. There's a lot out there examples, but for for my prime prime evidence that I'm calling one Mario Cristobal to the stand. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Mario. So for for everyone that doesn't know, um, I don't know how you wouldn't, but uh, wh- what happened over the weekend was astonishing. I don't think it's ever ha- I don't even I, I don't think it's ever happened before in college in, in in any level of football. Like I don't even think that if a flag football team could fail this this horribly. So Miami in, is, is in a dogfight with Georgia Tech, which shouldn't have happened. They, they're dominating the game. They throw three picks. It's all over the place. And so ultimately they look up and they're like, okay, it's a close game. We got to just get it out of the game. They roll out there. They get the ball. A few minutes left in the game. They're like, we got to run clock. Get out of here. We got to get some first downs. They proceed to get two or three first downs running the ball. Offensive line whoops some ass. Running backs whoops some ass. Whole team whooping ass, getting first downs. They get a first down, and there is less than two minutes on the clock. Georgia Tech has no timeouts. So just doing simple math, all you have to do is kneel the ball. Just You can just kneel the ball. Ultimately, what, what ends up happening is Miami on that first down, they still have several timeouts, I think they had two, decides, you know what, let's just run it up the middle again. Just, okay. Very odd. Why, why are you doing that? Why aren't you just kneeling it? Okay. So as they proceed to do that, they're lining up for a second play. They're not in formation to kneel. And the broadcast booth gives us a gem of a moment where they are basically putting Mario on blast and just bumfuzzled by what is going on. Just completely I mean, bumfuzzled. You know what? I actually got it right here. Let, let, let's hear what they had to say. Hey, like you should not be handing this football off. Like, I don't know what. Miami is doing. That's it. And here's Cheney. Just straight ahead. Tackled and the ball popped out. Georgia Tech has it with 26 seconds left. <laughs> comes up with the fumble. You should not be running the football. I mean, it, it, I mean, Wes Durham is over it. Wes Durham is like, if Wes Durham is calling that play, like, this might be the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And then it happens, and, and he's just like, and yeah, Wes Durham's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And Wes Durham had to listen to Packers say some dumb shit all week on ACC Network, so he's seen some dumb things. Oh my god, dude, that was something that I loved that he's just like, what are they doing? <laughs> There's so many elements to this that I, I we have to continue. I, it, so the one of the whole the craziest parts with all of this is one how it happened, and we'll we'll just start here. 
The best part to me out of all of it is you're sitting there. Miami fans are furious. Uh, they don't even know who to be mad at because there's a few things that happen here. One, <laughs> you're obviously running the ball. We don't need to. You should kneel it. You're already kind of probably butter that you're barely beating Georgia Tech. And then the worst part, uh, maybe it's not the worst part, but – they clearly didn't fumble the ball. He was definitely down, but they didn't overturn it. Brother, I, I mean. <laughs> he showed like six angles, and you're like, oh, they're going to overturn it. And then it was just like a true, like, you just feel like the, the maybe the review crew went home. because they're like, oh, this game's over. And so <laughs> he just t- said, oh, it stands. We don't know. It just left it on the field. Did and you, at this point, there's literally like 13 seconds. Did you hear like what the ACC came out about and said today? No, but please tell me they they said they were made a mistake. <laughs> no, they backed it up. <laughs> That's such an ACC move. They're like, hey, honestly, they made the right call. <laughs> unlike like, unlike Mario, there was like there wasn't sufficient enough evidence that the ball was not moving by the time his elbow hit the ground. It had already initiated a move. Basically, what they were saying was it was kind of moving as his elbow was gone down. And that's about the same. Simultaneously, apparently, that's when the ball rip came out. I'm with you, though. I'm, it's better because he was down. Not only that, and I'm sure you're about to mention this, the Georgia Tech player started a slide on the half-yard line. <laughs> that should have been ruled down right there. The, no, here's the best. Here's here's t- two more tidbits before we get there. So the, all of that happens, and then when you look up and you're like, ah, oh, there's still... T- 20 seconds left on the clock, and Georgia Tech is on their own 20. No timeouts. There's literally no timeouts. There's, like, no chance of them scoring here. First play, they throw this ball, like, 40 yards to the sideline, and their safety takes the most ridiculous angle to try and intercept it and leaves the guy wide open. (laughs) So much so that the wide receiver could have caught it and kept running, but he, like, was confused by the angle the DB took, so he kind of fell over and just kind of, like, caught it falling backwards. And so oh my they Lord. run up, spike the ball, and there's ten, like 10 seconds left. Does does Miami call a timeout? No, we're not going to call a timeout and get our guys into position. We're just going to run a normal press coverage play. <laughs> so then Georgia Tech proceeds to roll out and hit a guy. I'm not, I'm not saying on a miracle throw or a miracle pass. He's wide open. Safety, got behind the safeties. I don't know how there wasn't anyone within reach of him, and he catches it and strolls into the end zone. And to your point, for whatever reason, this Georgia Tech player does this awkward, like, kind of getting down into the end zone. It looks like a slide, and I'm like, you're right. They could have 100% said he slid, started to slide at the one-yard line, and he's down, and that would have been an amazing way to end the game as well. So, anyways, they end up winning 20-23. to and you say, hey, listen, it was 17-20. to 20. Why didn't Georgia Tech kick a, a field goal or an extra point in the game? <laughs> they, they, they end up not kicking an extra point. They kneel the ball on an extra point play, which yeah. I don't think I've ever seen before either. <laughs> and so Georgia Tech's oh, coach. that's insulting. I didn't see that part. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Georgia Tech's coach after the game. Said, well, we didn't want them to pick it up and return it. Man, no! you only get two points on a return. So they didn't know the score either. No one knew what was going on. Both incompetent just coaches just trying to throw this game oh my away. Gosh. So long story short, Miami completely falls apart here. And 
the one of the hardest things from a Miami fan is to have to hear is Mario Cristobal's press conference afterwards, where the first thing that comes out of his mouth is, "Well, we teach the guy to keep two hands on the ball." No oh, that dumbass. Was the worst. That no was the dumbass. Worst. <laughs> you teach the guy to kneel. That's what you should be teaching them. Like, I just it, it just shows that like like I say is you could. It, it doesn't matter how good your team is. If you don't know how to coach football and like or be organized, it, it, it doesn't matter. It, at the end of the day, you have to be able to coach and, and be able to understand how to win games and, and coach your team to put them in, set them up for success. And you, you clearly aren't. You, you see the Miami offensive linemen after a game just like in tears, throwing their helmets on the ground and yelling like, "Why are we? Why are we running the effing ball?" Yeah, what, are, what the fuck are we doing? I don't know. I want to know what that locker room was like after the game because it's just like, what do you even say to them? Brother, like, it had to be worse when word got out that he said we we usually teach two hands on the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just and then he and then it was like a mealy mouth excuse about like, well, we probably could have called a timeout and like figured out where we were at. And it, there wasn't like accountability at all. It wasn't like. Damn, we I dude, I screwed that up. Like it, none of none of really none of that. So I don't know. I I, I I'm very curious to see. We'll, we'll talk about it more <laughs> about this team. But it does suck because I'm like I'm sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, you know, you throw interceptions. You probably shouldn't have been. This shouldn't have been a close game. I and mean, they're favored by like 18 points. Like it well, shouldn't have been close. And ultimately, like you you turn around and. You, you when you really think about it, you're like this Miami team probably had like some high hopes because they obviously beat Texas A&M. Their schedule is not like crazy hard, so like in theory, you win this game, you go and win this next game this week against UNC, and all of a sudden you look up and you're like, well, we got Florida State on the horizon. If we beat them, we're going to be in the playoff. Like like that's a legitimate that's in in play for them. Um, they're playing a lot better this year, and obviously your coach just does that and. I, there's so many people that failed in this situation, but obviously it falls back on the head coach at all times. But I mean, like, how do you not have someone just like get on the ground? And I, I don't understand how you, the clock manager is that poorly, but that, that's what I learned this week is, is, is at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what players you buy and how much life wallet money you have. It's, it's going to fail you if you, if you have a coach at the helm that no one trusts. Mm. Okay. Uh, well, things things I learned is uh, Georgia can just turn it on whenever they damn well please. They just, man, I tell you what, must be nice. You know, you can just kind of sleepwalk through a couple of games, win them, no big deal. Everybody starts questioning you. You're like, eh, cut that noise out. We don't need to listen to it. And then finally the one time that it's like, oh, coach, this team's undefeated. They might have some wherewithal if we let them hang around. And he just goes, all right. Go play ball. And that's basically what happened. Kirby just went, hey, boys, we're going to play football today. And they said, okay, coach. I mean, oh, my gosh. Like, look, need I remind you guys, this is a team that, granted, yeah, like, Florida's looked, ah, but, like, they ran for, like, 300 yards on Florida. Okay? 300 yards. I, I I might go on record now and say, I don't think Georgia's running for almost 300 yards on Florida. I mean, and if they do, I don't want to know what the score of the game is. Ooh, I just yeah. don't. But, this, I mean, this wasn't no, like, super crap Kentucky team. <laughs> Jeez, last Saturday, they look like it. Ooh, buddy. Speaking of, ain't no joke. 
that Oklahoma defense, oh, my God. Brent Venables, I I didn't touch on it earlier because I wanted to say it for this. Texas, you were, like, inside the five. Went for it on four downs. And you didn't get it. Mm. Not only that, I was very confused to see, like, a screen pass be what they did, but give it to the Oklahoma defense, man. Xavier Worthy, like, builds up all of his little speed from that screen, bursts to just, like, punch it through. All he's got to do is get across the goal line. He meets a safety and a linebacker. And those boys, like a wall, kept him from any movement forward. I mean, there is video of Worthy like trying and just bending backwards because they were like, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Whew. Yeah. Brent put it on the table and obviously Dylan Gabriel played really well. I mean, last year this game was really out of hand, but that was, I don't know if you remember, but he didn't play in this game. He, he didn't play a, last it, year. Was yeah. it a concussion? He had something going on. Oklahoma just, got pantsed on national television last yeah. year. And it was kind of like we knew we didn't have our guy. And this year, very different story. But, yeah, I, I, Brent, well done. I mean, we knew he could coach, but it's it's starting to show now. And it's perfect timing as they enter the SEC next year. Yeah, for real. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, we've already kind of talked about it, but go to Hey, Miami, come on. Gather around. Take a knee. Oh! <laughs> You're not back. I <laughs> – Oh boy! I mean, really. You know, the, the funniest part to me on all of this was, it's completely inexcusable with thirty seconds left that you would sit there and just be like, "Yeah, just hand the ball off," because there's that little voice in the back of your head just going, "Hey, coach, what if we fumble? Hey, coach, what if they score? What?" And your arrogance to it all to be like, <laughs> "That would never be us." Is exactly why I think it's even funnier that they reviewed it. And, like, there are two other things in that game where you could have been like, well, we didn't actually lose. The refs called it. I don't care. I don't care. You should have taken a knee. And I think the football gods all agreed. They just went, this is, this is just ignorance, arrogance, chauvinist. It's brazen. And they just, and not only that, for any Miami fan out there or people who want to defend Miami, need I remind you, these guys made a t-shirt from the time that they lateraled a bunch of times against Duke and won on a kick return, to which, oh wait, they were also down. But they oh they don't wanna they don't wanna see that one. No. That time that time no no it worked in our favor. So of course the ball's live. Can't have it both ways. Now obviously I would think, hey, this is more recent, this is this is now. I I could care less what happens back then. We'll lose a game to Duke. Okay. In the moment you didn't. You were defending the living crap out of it. Not only that, they're now trying to spin cycle this. And be because, of course, Mario, to like make matters worse, comes out immediately in the press conference and goes, Well, I mean, we teach two hands on the ball. I don't, buddy, not the time. Not, 
Not the time. And then later, he finally starts to like clean it up. I don't know if PR like finally got in his ear and was just like, "Brother, you are blowing this. Please, please, for the love of God, stop sure. it." Yeah. And other than other than it was my our, bad, this is my fault. If that doesn't come out of your mouth, don't say anything about it. That's all right. I could say. Like just just eat it. Just this is your team. You're the coach. Eat it. Didn't do it. And later, he finally was like, "I mean, ultimately, it was it was our decision. I mean, we." uh we screwed up. We did. We did that. I take responsibility. And then I, I think that wasn't good enough. So, like, he had Shannon Dawson like also take the fall on Monday when he. Uh, I mean, ultimately, that was. I could have said no to Mario. Really, Shannon? Then why didn't you? <laughs> my, my favorite is the clips coming you? out from when he was at Oregon, and this happened before. Like this is this has happened. They before. haven't taken a knee all year. This what? happened against Stanford with no, CJ no, no. Verdell. And then yeah. every game prior this season, they have never taken a knee. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like a philosophy thing, which is honestly worse because it's like you. It would be better if you're just like, listen, it's my philosophy. It's always worked for me. This is it. Finally bit me. Like I, it, it, I'll reevaluate it. Like that would have been better than just being like, oh yeah, we teach two hands and just blaming everyone. Right. Else. Like what the what the hell was that? Oh. Well, also since like yeah, the craziest right. thing too, like. It, it's not even about him fumbling the ball. It's more like it's the it's the handoff. That's where the danger is. Like that's where if if there was going to be a fumble, it would be in the handoff. Just an awkward like it yeah, kinda, just like just, just timing's not right or something yeah. weird. That's where it would happen. Guy takes the like, wrong side, bumps just, into him. Yeah, it's like it's not just it's not as simple as like oh yeah, we teach it this way. It's like dude, things happen. That's why people kneel the ball. <laughs> Guys trip on their own feet. Like it's it's not entirely yeah. out of the question. Yeah. But yeah, like to finish, you know, they, they, they spin cycled this. They they tried being like, look, see, they're they're in this together. They're taking responsibility together. This is a together family like Miami staff. We haven't seen this in years. Yeah, probably because you guys are douchebags to your coaches. I mean, look at Manny Diaz, man. This guy's cleaning up at Penn State right now. And I mean, hey, look, Jerry's still out for you guys, but this is a really black eye. I just Mm, the coaching, the coaching there is whew, not great. Uh, but speaking of not back, um, I, I feel fairly confident in saying this: USC is not winning the Pac-12 or a national title. And if they do, Lord help all of us for the state of college football. Because I don't know if you guys actually got to tune into Pac-12 after dark. Maybe you guys aren't, you know, college football junkies like Jerry and I, but. They struggled with Arizona. Okay? Let me repeat that. Who did they play, Boone? Arizona. Okay? Ooh, buddy. No, not the, not, not the team. Not only that, like, Arizona was moving the ball with ease on that defense. With ease. They took them to two overtimes. Two. That was a home game. Yeah. I mean, brother, if they somehow find a way, I seriously doubt it, but if they somehow find a way to beat Washington and Oregon and get over their mightiest of foes, the team they can't ever beat, Utah, I, I don't I don't know. I don't get it. And like if I'm Lincoln Riley, I'm like immediately Firing Alex Grinch. Like immediately. 
Season ends tomorrow. So is he. He's done. Yeah. He's in the boneyard. And I'm going to go find <laughs> Kirby Smart. Anyone, dude. Brent Venables. Like, I'm Anyone. trying to play the King's Ransom to get somebody. Who you don't have to do that. Just give me a top 20, like, someone that has a track record in the top 20 defensively. And Take Fuller. Take Adam Fuller. Yeah. I, don't... I mean, I, well, it's just like the, the problem I think they're going to get themselves into, and they're probably already here, is like, you get to a point where your like offense is so good, and that's what your like your head coach is known for, and that's what all the attention gets. It's like, how do you recruit defensive players to come there? Because they, there's no success that you can fall back on and say, "Look, here's the success." Like the only yeah, thing like you can really pitch, the league. yeah, the only thing you can really pitch is like, "Hey, like we have plenty of opportunities for you because we suck." And it's like, okay, well, like you also have brought in these other five stars that haven't been any good. Like I'm not going to follow their path. And then all of a sudden have no chance. Like I'm going to transfer somewhere else to even get a chance to get a look because I, I guarantee you when NFL scouts are coming to their games, none of them are there to see any of the players on the defensive side of the ball, because like you just can't, when you have no production on defense, it's so hard to get attention. Like the, the teams that get attention are the ones that collectively as a team play well. And so it's, it's not like wide receiver or running back or quarterback where you can like, single-handedly kind of give yourself a chance to get drafted. It's like you have to, you know, you're if you're going to get sacks and put up numbers, you need everyone else to be doing their job. And so if they're not doing that, then you have no chance. So I just I think it's like is it going to – are you getting to a point where you're like there's the point of no return where it's like, well, you're just, you're just always going to have an average defense at best and there's just no way to improve talent there. Um, I mean, maybe NIL changes some of that. But, I like, people want to win at, at the end of the day. Like, you if you're paying me a million dollars to come there, like I'd rather just go take 800,000 somewhere else to like win some games, you know, and get a chance to go to the NFL. Well, what's crazy to me is like, look, think about the past history of USC defenses, like Wilkerson, Williams, Ray Malaluga, Sean Mays, Clay Matthews, Brian Cushing, Adoree Jackson. Like, I mean, they've been known to have good defense, if not good defensive players. What? Who in the hell can you say over the past, I don't know, maybe four years, and if a Dory Jackson overlaps with that, my apologies, but, like, who else? Who else am I like, you know, is really good on defense for USC, blank. I can't do it. And, I mean, yeah, the Clay Helton years were Jesus. But even then, like, brother, Lincoln Riley, I just, mm, but you got to figure it out. Like, I mean, part of you being a head coach is understanding where your strengths and your weaknesses are. So, I don't know. I mean, that that's how I feel. So, look, those are the things we've learned. Uh, so, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and move into uh, week seven. But, of course, we're not going to do so without, uh, you know, kicking it out to our sponsors. So, let's go ahead and do that right now. Chicken, 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 Italian spicy bacon, chicken. Take one bite and it all starts clicking. Crown of my day. Having your way. Okay, alright, so week seven. Week seven. We're finally here. We've done it. And oh boy, is it a stinker. Man, it's really underwhelming. Um, we've got like two or three marquee matchups, and then that might as well just be it. Um, but hey, big weekend for the Pac-12, huh? 
big, big weekend for the Pac-12. Um, so, normally, we'd start off with the Nooners, but we don't really have any big Nooners that we're covering this week. Or do we? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll just stick around and find out. So, what we're going to do is we're going to start with... What do you got here for us, boo? Let me tell you something. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. Ooh, we're gonna start with the afternoon delights. You might as well just have a long morning on Saturday. You know what? If you're out at brunch and you're just like, man, I really would love another stack of pancakes, or hey, you know what? Let's do another pitcher around of mimosas. Hey, you know what, brother? Go ahead. Get in there. Have some of that. You know what? Kick your feet back. Stay a while. Because really, things ain't getting going until about 3.30 anyways. So, and boy, do they come in nice and hot. We've got number eight, Oregon, at number seven, Washington. And <laughs> wow, 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 We've got a battle of two Goliaths. I mean, firepower to the max. Crank that thing to fucking 11 on the dial, man. We've got exactly what Pac-12 football is all about. QB duels, and of course, it's in the PNW. I mean, I couldn't be more excited. Bo Nix and Michael Penix have looked tremendous. I personally think that Washington has the best wide receiving core of anybody in college football. I mean, I'm probably going to butcher the living crap out of his name here. Uh, but Rome Adunze, you got Jalen McMillan. And Polk, I mean, these guys, they're, they're no joke, brother. These guys are super good. And then I didn't realize this until recently. Uh, well, what's his face over there in the for the Rams, Puka? That guy was on Washington ah, not but last year. Hmm. Now, I mean, obviously his, his production is probably going to go downhill because Cooper Cup's back. But, I mean, look, Pennix, Pennix is out there just spinning the rock. Guys just got... Receiver after receiver after receiver after receiver. I mean, no wonder they're kicking everybody's ass through the air. I mean, they have no shortage of people to throw to. Now, Oregon, that's a Dan Lanning coach team. That man prides himself on defense. He has recruited as such. He has dominated as such. There's there's a lot to be excited uh, with that Oregon team because normally in the past they have not been known to be a defensive squad. So uh, where, where does this land us? It's in Seattle. Uh, two heavyweights going at it, blow for blow. Both teams can score a lot and often. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Huskies. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's how kind of the game went last year. It was 34-37. Uh, Oregon was favored by, by two scores, essentially. And Washington came in and into into Eugene, Oregon, and you know came away with the win there. And I think that was a big shocker. And that's when I think they kind of made their announcement uh, to the country last year of like, no, we're legit. We're we're here. We're around. And um, you know, I think they're they're they clearly shown that this year so far. Um, they're scoring points left and right. I think this last game they had last weekend, thirty-one twenty-four against Arizona, um, or, or I guess the prior weekend. Um, 
was a little bit of a cause for concern on my side, but uh, I, I do know it was just one game. Uh, they looked good elsewhere, so I'm not going to put too much into that one. But I think I think the teams are comparable passing and on defense. I think you probably give a little edge to to Penix in the air over Bo Nix, but I, I think Oregon has a slightly better you know offensive efficiency. Um, and a little bit better on defense as well. So I think your, your point there is, is valid, and that's where my big concern is. I think this is going to be by far the best defense that Washington's played so far, and it's going to be their first like real, real test. So yeah. that's that's my only concern. And there was some concern in that first game against Boise early on, and then they kind of you know decided right, they just, just blew it. Yeah, they, they lifted the lid and just went over the top of Boise's. You know, they figured out the safeties couldn't keep up and just went over the top of them. And they they had three or four like long long touchdowns. Um, I think the major difference in this game between the two teams, like I said, they're very similar. I think Oregon is just they're more balanced, especially on the ground, um, and and that's going to be kind of the big difference. Washington is just not good at running the ball. They don't run it very often, but even when they do, they're only they're like one of last nationally in terms of all like efficiency metrics with rushing, which if Oregon can kind of shut it down in the air a little bit and slow them down some, it's just going to cause them a lot of challenges. Um, I think the biggest thing with that is you look at Bo Nix, he's run for 87 yards this year, which isn't that much, but the 47 of those were against Texas tech, which was the only game that they were actually really close in. And so when he needs to run, I think he, he will and can Um, the other games he hasn't needed to. And he's just thrown it around and just got down and basically just, takes what's there. Well, I um, think that's kind of crazy, too, because, like, the man can run. No, he can, absolutely. But and he I just think, hasn't had to. And here's the thing. Penix has only run for nine total yards. Nine through, through five games. No, in, in, this, in this season. So, I was going to say, I was like, I'm pretty sure he's, I mean, because he can run, too. But, like, that's what's even crazier, man. It's like, Penix was running left and right at Indiana. Yeah, Nix, he's, Nix was running left and right at Auburn. He's a much yeah. Those boys are just able to throw it now. Yeah, well, Bobinick's rushed for like I think it was like 500 yards last year, so he's he he ran a lot. He doesn't run like average 50 yards a game, so he's definitely right. ran more last year. But I think when they need to, they will start running, sort of thing. I just think Bo Nix is clearly more willing. Oregon's more willing to let him run, and they're also I think he's a little bit better of a runner. So I'm I'm curious to see what happens there. I think at the end of the day, uh, I think it could just you know. Who who decides to run more? I think Washington could. Um, I was going to say Oregon at five uh, should be favored by five here. Um, wow. Yeah, I think I think they're the better team. To be honest, I think the only thing that could help Washington is I think you know obviously being at home could help some. I don't think they're it's like a den of horrors or anything, but it, it could be more of a challenge. Um, Jesus. You know, and I think. They they are second nationally in explosive plays, so right. if they can just hit two or three of those, that could really change. It, that's the tricky part when you're playing like trying to put lines on teams like this is like they they are so boomer bust that it's like okay, well if you hit this one play, that completely changes the game. Um, and if you hit, you know, if you, you've seen it with all sorts of teams, but it's like you catch two or three of these and it's like a blowout. And if you just miss one or two of them, it's not. And so when you're going for boomer bust, that's definitely the problem. So. Um, you know, Oregon. Oregon's done a pretty good job of preventing explosive plays on the year, but um, as far as that goes, I think I think you're right. I think their defense is going to show up here um, and, and be the deciding factor. So I think I think they're going to go away by five here. So I think between the two of us, that brings us down to like basically Oregon being favored by a point. Um, mm-hmm. Does that that sound fair to you? I'm surprised we're, we're far off on this one, to be honest. 
Yeah, I, uh, I really would have thought, I don't know, like, I, I think that, I mean, I've watched a handful of these games throughout the years, um, especially, you know, in high school, I was a big, I was a big Chip Kelly guy, I loved, I loved watching that offense, so I've watched how this rivalry kind of goes back and forth sometimes, um, I mean, hey, you play not a Husky Stadium's no joke, man. Uh, and in fact, fun fact, fun, uh, fun fact for all of you: there's only three places in the United States to which you can sailgate. Yeah, that's right. You heard that right, sailgate, where you can literally tailgate on a boat right outside the stadium. God, sounds like fun, right? Absolutely, it is. And only two places are actually where I would say it's definitely fun. The place that's not fun is Baylor. Mm. Wouldn't catch me on that boat. One is Washington, and the other is, <laughs> drumroll please, Tennessee. So yeah, there you go. A little fun fact for you. Uh, but, yeah, so I just think that, I don't know, like Washington's a lot of fun. They're super explosive, and I think, like, their defense is, they're decently good. Just enough to kind of give Oregon fits here and there. But, yeah, I, I mean, I would probably agree with you. Better all around on a neutral field is probably Oregon. I'm really just kind of giving Washington those props because it's at home. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. Um, so here, Washington's favored by three. So either way, Ooh. both of us and our our aggregate line was, was on the side of Oregon here. So I think we're taking Oregon here at uh, getting three points. All right, all right, yeah, we'll take we'll take Oregon then. Yeah, I I, I kind of see the logic. I just I genuinely think Oregon's a better team. I think they're a different team than last year, and well, hey, this I game mean, was decided by three points as, last year. Yeah, as long as they don't like you know get blown out here, I feel like we're going to be doing pretty good. Yeah, no, I agree. I I'm just I haven't been impressed by Washington that much this year. They really haven't played anyone. Like they really haven't, and yeah, you know it's like. You know, you played Arizona and you were favored by twenty, and you won by, you know, seven. It's like okay, like whoa, you're talking about them world beaters down there in Tucson, brother. <laughs> so, they just took USC two to two to yeah. two overtimes. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, well, let's uh, yeah, let's move on to the next one. All right, well, uh, I mean, I already kind of alluded to it. Sailgate to sailgate, baby. Oh. Talk about it, Texas A&M at number nineteen, Tennessee. Man, I don't know why, but I'm feeling like Texas A&M is about to fall off a cliff. Okay, Jimbo has not won an SEC away game since Lord knows when, and Tennessee is at home, and that's a whole other ball game. And it seems like they're getting their confidence back here, man. That run game that we thought was, like, maybe smoke and mirrors against, like, Virginia because, you know, they suck. Um, it was non it was non-existence against Florida. Started kind of revving back up against South Carolina. Here we are. Looks like Tennessee's kind of like, all right, you know, no, this is how we should have been playing all year. And quietly and under the surface, they've really just been kind of putting this together. Because, let's be real, when was the last time we talked about Tennessee? Florida. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I don't know why. I'm getting a pretty vol-heavy feeling here. I know it sounds crazy, but I like it. So, Tennessee, six and a half. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I, this is a weird game for me because, like, both teams, I have bad taste in my mouth. You know, it's like you got a Texas A&M game where they lose to Miami, which we've kind of learned what Miami is, and that was kind of a weird game, but they end up – it's probably the right result. And then you look at the Texas A&M against Alabama, and they looked really good, and then they just somehow decided to stop defending Alabama to the point of getting blown out in the second half, essentially, and, and losing that game after leading – and then obviously the Tennessee Florida game, like I don't, I still don't know how much of that was a fluke. Like I don't trust Ipole at all. Uh, I think like I don't know if they know how to. You're right not to. Like I don't know if they know how to coach a team. Like yeah, we looked at it and it's like we basically said, hey, this is the game plan, and you guys failed to execute it. And then Kentucky turns around and does exactly what we were talking about. And like I'm not an expert. Like I, I it's just I can look at basic numbers and look at what Florida's trying to do. And I could have told you what they tried to do was terrible. Um, I, I don't know that. So it's like, are you going to do that again to me here? Like, even if I think you're the better team, like I just don't know if I can trust you. But um, few interesting metrics that are kind of uh, you know polarizing here between Tennessee and Texas A&M. So Tennessee is actually top three in rushing efficiency. So when they try and yep. run the ball, they're very good at it, which is one of my biggest complaints about that Florida game. And then against Texas A&M. Uh, Texas A&M is seventh in efficiency in preventing the rush. So I'm glad you mentioned it because of what I was going to say is that this game will be won or lost on the arm of Joe Milton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the one thing Tennessee does really well is they avoid negative plays, and Texas A&M takes advantage of teams there. So that's another, like, it's those two weird numbers. It's like, who's going to win out? I think Tennessee kind of knows how to prevent that from happening, but it's also like, I think this is going to be the best defensive line they've played all year. So it's like, what do you do with that? Because they did have some challenges with Florida on the, on the defensive line. And they did, I know they were missing their center for the game uh, or maybe it was a guard, but I know they were missing a player. And so it, it did cause some challenges. I don't think he's back, but um, I, I still don't know. I just think against lesser talent, they've clearly been able to handle themselves. But as soon as they face something up front, that's where I'm a, con- a little concerned. And, I just don't know what to do. I don't trust the hypo. I'll touch Jimbo. So it's like uh, I, I'm just going to almost let those negative like knock each other out. Um, Circle of trust, Falker. So I I think the only big problem that Texas A&M have is is Max Johnson. He's he's not terrible, but he's v- the most average quarterback in like the country. Basically, like he's just this is really shocking. I thought the guy was going to be good. Well, he's in a Jimbo offense, so it's like, what are you going to do? <laughs> so yeah. if you're not if you're yeah if you're not the second coming of Joe Montana, it's like good luck. Um, so, you know, obviously Connor Wegman, when he was healthy, he was like 10% better passer. Like he was hitting efficiency wise, like he was hitting 10% more of his passes. And like that adds up over the course of the game, especially if you're throwing the ball 30, 40 times. So, um, I think that that could be the difference, but I was going to say Tennessee by three here. Okay. All right. So that puts us at what? Three, six and a half, give or take mm, four and a half. All right, I'm fine with saying four and a half here. So if we look at it, Tennessee is favored by three. So I'm spot on for me. Oh, buddy. Yes, sir. Fair to say I think we should take Tennessee here. I agree. I agree. We'll, uh, we'll ride with them. I know it's close. It's close to a no take, but let's let's take them and we'll, we'll breathe on it. Maybe we'll change our mind by the end of the episode. But uh, I, I think that's probably the right play. Okay. All right, well, we are going to move over into my good time boy, the little dirty Jeter. 
My right hand man! My grave digger! We got Florida! Act! Can you feel it in your bones? The entertainment! The electricity! Shane Weaver Cannot stop the sandstorm! I'm never gonna stop loving this man! And I gotta say, is this... Jerry's, uh... Is this the torpedo? Is this... Is... Is this the torpedo we've been waiting for? I think it is! I think it's time to start putting Florida on that quit watch! I mean... South Carolina's just been licking their damn chops for something like this. They need to believe. Shane's looking across that field going, Oh, buddy, I can outcoach you. I can outcoach you. For sure. For sure. And uh, the likes of Graham Mertz ain't exactly going to be beating up on Spencer Rattler in a quarterback matchup. Spencer, I'm sure, has got something cooked up where he's just going to absolutely talk these guys midweek. Just just get them riled up. I don't know. I, I feel like something's in the water. Something's something's brewing down there in Columbia, man. So, uh, without further ado, there's nothing like losing to a middle-of-the-road South Carolina team in a sandstorm. I've got South Carolina by three. Ooh, I like that. I, I'll, I'll come out and say I get South Carolina four and a half. So I'm 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 pretty in line with you there. Um, yeah, I agree. I think South Carolina. I, my only thing is like they're terrible on the ground, and that's I think that's where Florida's been most vulnerable. Uh, so obviously, see that Kentucky game. I mean, Kentucky decided to run the ball and they dominated, and Tennessee decided not to run the ball and they had very difficult challenges with with uh, moving it on Florida. So. Uh, that that's that's the, the the tricky part for me is like that's the piece that that's that I struggle with. But I will say, if, hey, listen, America, if you're gonna watch just average college football, you want to see the most average ass college football. When South Carolina's offense is on the field, it's the most average thing you can see. South Carolina's offense versus Florida's defense, it's the most literally by the metrics, it's the most average. They're both very just not good, not terrible. And so that's going to be kind of like a what? How does that play out? Who's gonna Who's gonna rise up and not be average <laughs> during during a moment of this game? So um, I I think South Carolina's defense is the the only part of this entire game that's a little bit above average. They actually have a pretty decent defense, and and I think that's partly Beamer Ball, but I think they just they've got a little bit more talent there, and I think they can kind of at least give give teams some challenges. So uh, a, considering that's their strength. Um, I think if if they come out with a good game plan, which I think Beamer actually does have that, I, I can see this torpedo. I don't think it really could qualify as a torpedo because I don't think Florida is like really flying high. Like they're they might be already sunk, but maybe this this is the final like. That's nail what I'm in saying. This is this is the this is the one that sinks the battleship. Now okay. look, obviously, guys, we are Florida State fans. Like we we might want to raz you know the these dudes sometimes, but like all of that aside, really just. Just reach into your hearts and think. Reach into your brains, reach into your hearts. B-I-Q-N-E-Q. Is Florida really that good? Do you really believe it in your heart that Florida's definitely walking into Columbia and definitely walking out with a win? 
No. And that's exactly where I'm at. It's like, all you got to do is just kind of give this South Carolina squad like a reason to believe, i.e., let's look at that Georgia game. And, and I mean, as soon as Georgia like eventually kind of turned it on, they were like, oh, okay, we, we give up. But, look, this Florida team isn't exactly anything special. They got a decently good defense. But, as Jerry alluded to, you know, for the most part, they're fairly average. They're average to slightly above average. And this offense has been proven to just kind of, like, crap the bed sometimes. Like, they don't really trust Mertz to go downfield. If they can get the run game going, great. South Carolina's defense doesn't really allow for that. I mean, I can just kind of see this as, like, you know, hey, who's just, like, I don't know, going to just, like, maybe play football more than the other. Like, it's just going to be, like we said, two average teams kind of go. Now, hey, if this thing pops off of fireworks, if Florida comes out and just makes it happen, I I, I'm tell- I don't know what to do with this Florida team. I can't freaking read them. I don't get it. Like, I don't understand how, like, you can come out and beat Tennessee and then get your, your, your freaking face just punched in thoroughly by Kentucky and then kind of struggle with Vanderbilt and then make it happen and then very the very next week, I don't know, obliterate South Carolina. What's happening? Does anybody know? As a Florida fan, are you okay? Like I, don't, I just don't yeah. understand. I don't. I don't have a feel for either of those teams because I think Rattler can be good. He can also just yeah. be straight cheeks week to week. So we'll see. It, uh, it kind of just depends on who shows up, you know. So I will say between the two of us, we're probably around three, three and a half. Uh, or you said three, I said four and a half. So three and a half, four. Uh, South Carolina's favored by two and a half here. So we're not too far off. It's probably a point. I don't. I don't know. Do South Carolina's favored. Yeah, but that should speak volumes. Well, here's my biggest concern looking at it, and this is where I'm kind of like hesitant because we're so one, we're so close in in, in the line here. Like you're spot on, basically. Um, but the total bets wise, 93 percent of the total bets and 94 percent of the total oh, money are on South Carolina here. Oh no, that just tells me this is a trap waiting to happen. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of think this is a no take for us because <laughs> I, I, I definitely don't want to go Florida because I don't feel confident in them. But I'm, I don't know. We're so close to this line. And I don't know. I'll, I'll let you make the decision here. We'll let that one breathe too, but you right. might be right. That might also be a no take. Well, we uh, we're not we're not out of the three thirty slot, but kind of. We're in the four o'clock slot. Oh, <laughs> we just slide that one in there. But man, oh man, am I excited because this I feel is the first time that we've gotten to do this. We, of course, could not not cover Iowa, but they're making the trek all the way up there to Madison, Wisconsin! Jump around! Let's make it happen! Man, here we go, a loot fickle team. You know what I find hilarious, Chair? That I am in a situation where I am not too terribly sure how much... Someone can win against Iowa. What's the score? Do we know? Like, can you definitively throw out there, I think they'll win by three touchdowns? No! Because their defense is just that good. And, like, here's the deal. Wisconsin has gone back to Wisconsin ball. 
Fickle has decided I've got two, count them, two Mack trucks back there. They might even be freaking Suburbans, Yukons even. You know what? We got two GMC Sierras back there. And they can just tote the ball. They can pound it. They can ground it. They can play classic Wisconsin football. And they can just make it happen. They could run for 300 if they wanted. Tanner Mordecai is not exactly crap. He can run too. But, like, you know, they, like passing's like, it's there. But really, this, this is a grit and grinded out Wisconsin run the damn ball type kind of team. You know what I was good at? Run defense? <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, they're good at all defense, but yeah, run defense specifically. <laughs> oh, man. So, what I want to say is Wisconsin wins here. But, can they score often on this daunting defense that really just allows Brian Ferentz to keep playing with the hopes and the dreams of the Iowa faithful to pull out a W to ultimately let them down because the answer is no, he cannot do that. Wisconsin by nine. Ooh, baby. I like it. I like it. All right, so let me let me run you through mine. Uh, so interesting point here. This team, actually, they do have a like opponent so far. They both have beaten Purdue, which, okay. Uh <laughs> Iowa scored 20 points in that game. I know that's uh, really hard for a lot of people to do. <laughs> 20 points in that game. Uh, Purdue scored 14 against them. And Wisconsin beat Purdue 38-17. Uh, to 17. So if we're just going to do transitive Ooh. property here, the Wisconsin's probably probably uh, you know 17 points uh, difference. I don't think that that's a fair way to do it, but uh, just, just keeping that in mind. No, because I actually feel like Iowa's defense has gotten better as the years gone. Yeah. Well, and so last year they played in this game. It was a pick 'em, and it, it, Iowa ends up winning twenty-four to ten. Wisconsin had just couldn't move the ball. It was thirty-one degrees at kickoff. It was it was a tough game. So um, surprising that Iowa scored twenty-four points there. Actually, uh, here, here's an itch- so here's the thing with Iowa. We've already talked about their offense, but let's just outline it a little bit more. Iowa has failed to score more than twenty points in, this year against any team in the power five that hasn't fired their head coach. So they did score more against Michigan state, but obviously that team was reeling. And I think it was the week after their head coach was fired and they were, you know, so uh, they scored 24 though. It wasn't that big of a difference, but they haven't scored more than 20 yet against more than three touchdowns. They haven't done it yet against any power five team. So I I don't think that's changing this week uh, to be honest, especially because Wisconsin's, you know, pretty, pretty, they have a real defense. They're not, I don't think they're elite, but they're definitely a little bit above average. Um, I here's my thing is is I was sorry ass offense. I just can't get over it. Dude, they're 115th in efficiency, which is like bottom 2% in the country, and now they're moving on to a backup QB after, you know, 2 weeks ago when uh <laughs> when their starting quarterback got hurt. So, this is tough, man. This is I know we kind of did the the bit with uh R Kelly, my man is is truly fighting for his life. And the worst part is he's fighting for his life and he's lost his lifeline. He's lost his quarterback that they brought in. And so now you're like, you're really struggling. It's like a true, like, I don't know if you remember this, but when R. Kelly was going through his trial, his attorneys quit on him because they didn't want to deal with it. This is what it feels like. His quarterback just, his ACL was like, I got to save myself from this and get him out. So this is a true, like, I, I got to, I'm fighting for my life. I got to get out of it. And it's, it, it's honestly kind of sad because like, 
It feels like everyone's I, I, trying to get it off the boat. Is what I feel like, like Cade McNamara. Like I feel bad for Cade McNamara, right? Because yeah. like used to be a starter at Michigan. JJ comes in, you're like, oh, okay, more athletic guy. Blah, blah, blah. Like you finally go and find a place where like you are the guy, and if you just go and play football, you could be the savior. Hell, you could save this guy's job. Then that was just kind of proving illegitimate. You almost gotta wonder: Did Cade do it to himself? Did he just like go, "Hey man, I just need you to to hit me right here"? And like Cade, that's an ACL tear, brother. Hey, it'll be worth it. I can't play in this offense anymore, man, and I gotta keep the NIL. So uh, just, just snap it. I mean, because you're right. Like at this point, what is, what is going on? It's so bad to watch. And it's like he actively tries. You know what I think did it? The Penn State game. That's where Cade really like sat in a dark room and just went, you know what? Like, would it really be that bad to tear my ACL? Would it? Would it be that that horrible? I mean, the NIL money's pretty good. Just kind of contemplated it because, as I recall, did they not have like fifty-four yards on like twenty plays? I mean, I'd want to quit football too. Yeah, it's tough. It's a, uh, it's tough to to transfer into this situation. I and, can't imagine being yeah. his father. <laughs> I mean, Kirk, how do you? <laughs> come on, man. This 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 is this is your own. This is from your loins, my guy. And you got to go out there in a press conference every stinking week. Uh, yeah, this this question is for Kirk Ferentz, uh, Coach. Um, this is about the seventeenth week in a row. You guys have not cracked a hundred yards rushing or passing. Um, what do you, what do you have to say to the Iowa faithful? Is uh is Brian Ferentz going to be fired? Uh, how dare you bring that up about my son? He will work here until the day I die. I mean, what what is going on? Like, if I was getting pounded by these questions, I'd have to go, son. You got to go. Just. Just coach high school football in Iowa or something. Maybe that's more your speed. Like, I just, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's not working out. He's like, but Dad, Walt Bell has a job. I can't help you there. I can't help you. Some guys just are good looking. <laughs> your genes didn't bless you with Yeah, I'm sorry with, my with genes were strong enough. <laughs> and apparently they don't, you don't pass on coaching you. <laughs> Yeah, my intelligence didn't pass, nor did you, my you might be adopted, rugged so. <laughs> good looks, my rugged Iowan good looks. <laughs> this might be a good time to let you know you're adopted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to miss this man. All right, all right. so uh, we'll get back to it. So I don't see them scoring more than 14, saying all that. that's And that's kind of me being like, I was going to say 10, but I was like, yeah, maybe they'll get a 14. So I don't I don't see that. All right, let's call and, it a, what, and, 11? So Boone, go ahead. Go ahead and get your. I know. I was going to say Iowa's just often scored more than fourteen. That's mm-hmm. not my number. Oh yeah, yeah. I was yeah, going to yeah. say go ahead and get, get your sound ready here because I have Wisconsin. Oh, minus nine. Spot on. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Come on, keep it going. Keep it going. We'll get. Yes, sir! So we're locked in together, and Vegas has them at minus 10. So we're we're locked in on on our... our Let's go! 
Take that, Brian Ferentz. Watch him screw us. He's going to screw us. Might as well add him to the group of coaches that listens to the pod. He's going to do it to us. I can just feel it. No, this is, we're too close. We're just, this is no take. We're both unlocked up here. This is no take for sure. I don't know. I feel like I got to do it. Well, if you're going to do it, you got to take Iowa here because you're on the you're on their side of it. Oh, <laughs> you're right. Okay, I'm not. Gonna. Yeah, we're not doing that. You know what? I might as well. You know what? I think I might throw Iowa in the boneyard. You guys are in, you guys are in boneyard watch. Okay, like it's, it's happening. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, with that being said, we are going to move into. That's right, you're looking live at prime time. Thanks, Brent. We're looking live at prime time. And what a way to get it started then. Like a rhinestone cowboy. Woo! Like a rhinestone cowboy out there in the Wyoming and the Colorado. We got Wyoming at Air Force. Hey, make no joke, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be one hell of a game. We are talking about... A game where two teams combined together have one loss. Jaron, do you know who that one loss is to? Is our uh, our friends in Austin, Texas? That is correct. It is to the Texas Longhorns. So, our men of service stand tall and undefeated. However, these wrestling, wrangling boys of the cow are nothing to mess with. They have seen it all. These were ones that upset Texas Tech. They went in and got their butts kind of handed to them by Texas. But, hey, make no mistake, that is a team that went to the death with Oklahoma. They beat Bama. These guys, they are no joke, and they're going to roll right in there to Colorado Springs. They're going to take a dub. I got Wyoming by seven. Oh, get the hell out of here. No, so listen. Okay. I, I I I was on you like a hundred percent. So before I looked at the game, I just was like Air Force Wyoming. What do I know about them? I'm going to say Wyoming minus seven. I was like spot on with you. You dig into the team. Listen, last year fourteen to seventeen Air Force against first Wyoming. It's not going to look like that this year. Air Force is is becoming my favorite team. This is I might they might be my favorite team that I'm not affiliated with in any really way. Air Force. And this is why. Listen, okay, to me. talk to me. First off, they should be ranked. Rank Air Force, you cowards. Rank them. What are we doing? Yeah, they're defeated. That's it's not even that. This is why you should rank them. So one, they have a legit, legitimately good defense. They're not. They're not amazing. They're not going to be like the best team in the country. I'm not telling you they're making the college football playoffs, but they've got a good defense and they have a legitimately very good offense. And here's the deal: they're they have the best offensive metric for points per drive in the country at 3.72. They're averaging more than a field goal every time they get the ball. Every single time. That's incredible. And then, here's my favorite stat. They might be called Air Force, but they are literally the worst passing offense in the country. So listen to this. They're the most efficient in scoring in the country, but they're the worst passing offense in the country. What does that mean? They're the most effective running the ball in the country. They run 94% of their plays on the ground, and they don't give a shit. They're still scoring points. They scored, here, listen to this score. 49 points, 45 points, 39 points, 13 points. That was against Sam Houston. It was a weird game. And then 42 points. 
Yeah. They're running it down everyone's throat. Everyone knows it's coming. They don't care. That is amazing. I can't wait. I'm watching all Air Force games that I can the rest of this year because it's like we know what's coming. We don't care. We're just we're scoring and we're running. That's amazing. I mean, I'm look. I'm I'm looking at their schedule right. Listen now. to this. Come on, Robert Morris. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't Sam matter. Houston. It doesn't matter. We're gonna. We'll, we'll, <laughs> Utah State. We didn't need. Yeah, to my respects that. there a little bit. San Jose State, San Diego State. I mean, come on. Listen, it, the stats are the stats. They've thrown the ball 19 times total this year, but they're averaging 29 yards per completion. So they, when they throw it, it's catching everyone off guard. And they're, they're, they're. That's your ass, man. If you sneak up and try and, as soon as you you stack the box and get too many people down here by the line of scrimmage, we're hitting you with the pop pass, and it's going, it's going for yards. Brother, I freaking love it. I love bro- it, brother. Wyoming beat Texas Tech. They beat Portland State, which ain't saying much, but lose to Texas. Beat App State. Beat New Mexico. Beat a ranked Fresno State team. I don't care that. They're, they're, they sh- they should be playing an Air Force team that's ranked. I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know about this. So, I, All I, right, I, what do you have the Wy- line Wyoming, uh, Wyoming's been in games because they have a pretty good defense. I will give that to them. I, I don't love their offense. Um, the, the one thing I will give them is, like, they're just a tough team. They're, like, they battle, and it, that's commendable. Um which is why we're covering these teams because they, they deserve to be covered. Um, they do, they do. And and I never thought we'd have Wyoming and Air Force in this in in our pod where that wasn't a cheeks game. But look, we're we're six weeks in and here we are. Uh, so yeah, baby. All that said, I'm going to Air Force minus ten and a half. What the? Oh my <laughs> gosh! This is outrageous. All right, you know what? I feel like just taking it. So when Wyoming wins, I get to come back on this pod and go, mm, you feel good? Feel good about yourself? Feel pretty big with your big boy pants? Did you like that? Did you like what you did? You like that? I'm going to do my Kirk Cousins. We'll take it. Yeah, so that puts right. us at three. Three for Air Force. What is the line? All right, so wait. So you had, what did you have? I had seven. All right, so you had seven. I had three. All right, mm. ten and a half. So, Boone, here's the deal. Oh, get, no. get, get your bell ready. No, sir. Air Force is favored by ten and a half points. Get the... <laughs> That's outrageous. Uh, I, guess, I mean, I, I I guess we're riding with you, man. I, that's that's fair. It's... I, okay. All right. Wyoming it is. Wyoming it is. All right. So... So we're digging Wyoming at getting. Oh man, I really wanted I wanted the chance to have you eat your words. Now I've got to pray the, the, these Cowboys don't show up bent over. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You know, you can't just. You got to be careful with Air Force, man. Oh. All I'm saying is they better rank Air Force if they win this game. But we'll we'll, we'll get there. Well, I think they definitely will. This might be like a this might be a doghouse moment for me though if if, if we uh, if Wyoming ends up winning this game, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see. All right, next one up. Cut it. I mean, good lord, Notre Dame. Do you even want a break? Are you are you not tired of the? Are you guys tired of playing? Beat-up team after beat-up team. Well, come join us over here at Conference. Because here at Conference, you have breaks. 
I mean, what the... Uh, first, Jack Swarbrick's little comments earlier in the year about wanting to have a say-so and who joins the ACC, when, need I remind you, Jack, you are not in the conference for football, so please shut the hell up. Not only that, if he had been in the conference, you could have probably very... Well, I don't know at this point, because Duke, Duke and Louisville have given him some of the toughest games but like, geez, man, Ohio State to the wire. Last second of the game, loss. Show up at Duke. Riley Leonard gets hurt. Probably is what saved the game for you. But like, what an emotional, exhausting game away in North Carolina. Then you got to travel all the way to Louisville. And you got to play a well-coached, but maybe not like that great, but like just good enough to show you up, get you on a back end of a burner. You're tired now. Louisville squad only to come back home and have to play the offensive powerhouse that is USC who thank God good news you're basically playing offense against air so like maybe maybe you're getting a break uh, just kind of got to make sure you have 11 men on the field this time Marcus you got 11 men on the field for the entirety of the game. I think you can uh, maybe stall USC here. I don't know. Get some empty possessions. Uh, I would like to remind you, Jer, USC is sanctioned. Oh, I didn't I didn't remember that. Okay, well, I got my number without the sanction. We can add it on. I was going to say, so this is a forcible Notre Dame take, um, which is why you're not going to hear me say much about USC. Uh, I will play devil's advocate here. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, Notre Dame's defense has not exactly looked like uh, a couple of world beaters. Um, I don't I don't really know what else to say because Caleb Williams is Caleb Williams. The man has won Heisman. That offense looks incredible when it's cooking. I mean, do what you got to do. But, the, I mean, look, if Arizona can hang with these guys. If Arizona State can throw 28 on these dudes, if the likes of Colorado can get within a touchdown and really turn up the heat in the pressure cooker, Notre Dame, come on. Notre Dame, come on. You can do this. But... Then again, they are just on an onslaught of teams. Back to back to back to back. Thank God it's at home. I got Notre Dame at two and a half. But, Notre Dame, you're super close to the boneyard right now. Well, if we get a double boneyard game, what do we do just, there? Yeah. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> it's an automatic Cheeks game of the week. Um, yeah. So, uh both teams are kind of falling. Uh, just obviously Notre Dame losing. Um, Absolutely free but, fall. But both teams, I mean, South Carolina comes out, they beat Stanford handily, and then you turn around and you, you know, you, you still kind of you handle Arizona State, but they cover, and you're kind of like, oh, what's going on here? And then obviously you have that Colorado game. And then you end up going to overtime with Arizona, and it's like, okay, the, the, there's not just like signs of falling apart. It's like, this is actually falling apart. So, 
what are you going to do when you play like a team that actually is in the top 20 and should be in the top 20? <laughs> so uh, I agree. I think last week was kind of weird with Louisville on the road. Um, but I think Notre Dame's tough and they can win games. So I think, you know, heading into South Bend is not going to be a joke. I think they, they, they showed up for that Ohio State game. I think they're going to show up again here uh, and, and make it an atmosphere and make it a challenge. So obviously USC – top five offense and Notre Dame has a very good defense. So I think that's going to be probably an edge to USC, but I think the biggest problem for USC is their defenses. We've already talked about it. When we go over is terrible and Notre Dame, I think every time they've played terrible defenses this year, they've scored 40 to, you know, over 40 points. And so I, you know, I think they're going to, they're going to handle scoring points here. And I just, I think they're going to have enough stops in them to kind of win this game. So I was going to say Notre Dame by one here. Mm. Um, so between the two of us, we're pretty, it doesn't really matter because it sounds like we're taking Notre Dame anyways, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, get your bell ready, Boone. Because you're oh, oh, buddy, tell me what's the good news, sir. Notre Dame's favorite two and a half here. Oh, yes, so, sir. So this normally would be a no take for us, but we're going to take, uh, since the sanctions, we're taking Notre Dame here. We're taking Notre Dame, USC, my Lord in heaven. And this is what I'm telling you, man. Like, I'm kind of nervous that, like, USC just comes out and, like, obliterates Notre Dame. And then it's just like, mm, what if they just, like, kind of go into every big game and win it? Yeah, wouldn't shock me. I'm just like, oh, no. I If I have to sit here and we all collectively have to crown USC at the end of the year with that, oh, I can't, I can't, man. I don't even want to think of the world that lives in that universe. Uh, so we're just going to go ahead and move on to... Bring it on down to my side of the country, all right? Headed down south to the land of the pines. I'm coming my way to North Carolina. We've got number 25, Miami, at number 12, UNC. And I'd be remiss if I didn't get to start this with... Bring it in. Everybody take a knee. Oh! <laughs> Still funny. Oh man, this should be this should be like an un, two undefeated teams playing each other. It's it really sucks. should. I mean, they it really they, sucks. They, they screwed it. I'm sure ESPN's like, just damn it, Miami. Which hey, welcome to the fan base. If that's how you feel, um, don't think we'll be in a place where taking a knee will be uh, something that we get to, like, learn this week for you, Miami. Uh, but then again, if you do get in the situation, will you learn from your mistake? Uh, despite the jokes, um, this should be a good game. I mean, Jared kind of alluded to it, like, these should be two undefeated teams. Really should. Um, and this should be both of each other's, like, first, like, real legitimate tests of, like, hey, let's chin check you. Let's see where you're at. Um, it might be a bad thing that UNC is hosting this game. And I only say that because Miami gets to actually play in front of a crowd. And they feed off the crowd and might make it a game. Um, 
But I got to tell you. Yeah. I think the problem, though, like you say that, but like you can't really go into this game being like, oh, it's like us against the world sort of thing because it's like you guys aren't even – it's us against us. Like, <laughs> like yeah. you're beating yourself. So it's like it's so hard to like – from a coaching standpoint, be like, all right, guys, we're going on the road. Like, it's you know, it's us versus them. You know, it's us versus everybody. It's like, no, nah, coach. Like, I don't, I don't trust anything you're saying. Like, I well, can't get up for this. I got to be honest here, because like, here's the deal: Miami, Miami should. I hate to say it, they probably might win this game. Um, they they are good. I, I imagine they'll probably shrug off last week. Um. But damn, I'm I'm very impressed with the way UNC has been playing lately. I mean, forty to seventeen over Syracuse. Like, not only did you go out and handle yourself offensively, you shut them down. You held them to seven points. Like that's it's pretty incredible. Drake May is in a form. Tez Walker finally got cleared. Dude got his. Hey, look, Way to go, NCAA. You just didn't want to look like the shittiest guy at the party. I mean, you still are. But at least you can be like, I mean, I said yes eventually. I let him in. So, yeah, Tez Walker's yet another wide receiver for Drake May. Um, my, my, I mean, I don't really think that he made too much of a difference last week. But, hey, he's got to integrate himself. So let's see how it goes. Um, this, this to me, is where, like, hey, if Miami shows up, make this a game, which I think they should, I'm going to go with my score. However, this this does have potential of getting out of hand and North Carolina just obliterating Miami, thus bringing on the onslaught of what I thought they would be all year. They start going on quit watch. Which, hey, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. To make that play call at the end of the game, and then to come out and say the comments you said post-game, to double down almost, you're you're becoming dangerously close to losing that locker room. And nothing would send it more over the edge than showing up against a team who you should be able to fight against and getting spanked. That would truly lose it. Um... Everything being said, I have UNC at five and a half. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, I'm pretty in line with you. I, I had six and a half. Um, mm. I agree. I think, you know, last year Miami lost this game by three. Um, that was a good at, one last year, at too. Home. Yeah, it was. It was, it was 24-27. Um, but we know, obviously, that last year that Miami team was – Hot, hot, hot garbage, uh, and UNC was very similar to this year, so that is a concern for sure. Um, my thing is like I don't know what to do with this game that happened this weekend because it's like if if is it an turn, anomaly or is this the start of what we thought might happen? Well, so there's two elements here. It's like one can crystal ball like turn this around and kind of like get everyone back on the same page. Like if so, like that's that's good coaching. Like as much as the bad coaching has happened, like to get everyone back kind of back on the same page, like that would be a good coaching like success. Um, my biggest concern is like, what does Tyler Van Dyke do? Because he threw three picks, and that ultimately is the reason they lost the game. Well, it wasn't the reason they lost the game; it was the reason they had the opportunity to lose the game. And Mario decided to lose Good the recovery. game. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's like 
that's do, do you start seeing things or not trusting what you're seeing? Do you not trust what they're calling? Like, what, is that going to make it cause an impact on you? Um, knowing that there's a lot of things you left on the field as well. Like, right. yes, you can blame the wall. Uh, there's a hundred different people that you can blame. Um, just in that last drive, let alone throughout the rest of the game. At the end of the day, you're the quarterback. You throw three picks, and your team loses by less than a touchdown. That's that's gonna you're gonna go to sleep that night thinking you had something to do with that. So, is is he kind of gonna lose himself a little bit here? Because obviously Georgia Tech was not very good, um, and it's like yeah, they've lit it up against a bunch of really bad teams, and we can touch on some of that. But like Miami Ohio's bad, Bethune Cookman's bad, Temple's really bad, like. You really haven't done anything other than that Texas A&M game, and honestly, Texas A&M doesn't have anything on their record that makes you think they're any good. So at this point, it's like, what are you going to do there? So uh, the biggest thing too is like UNC hasn't played anyone. So the the only game that really was that that first game of the season, but South Carolina's come out and looked pretty bad as well. I mean, they're you know haven't looked good. They're barely favored at home against that terrible Florida team. Like. I don't know what to do with that, and yeah, they beat they beat Syracuse pretty well, but like, I, I'm not impressed by that. I think Florida State's going to do the same thing this week, and I, I don't I don't see that being a problem. So I don't know. Um, I think last game was certainly a fluke, obviously with the the interceptions and, and total offense. I mean, literally, Georgia Tech had 250 total yards, and to, to Miami's 453, like just almost doubled them in yards and. Just it was those interceptions that really hurt them in the, in the end uh, to to make that game close. So I don't know what to do with this to be honest. I, I'm happy with six and a half, but I could, I could see North Carolina winning this by seventeen, or I could see Miami turning around and winning it. Like it, I like I have a huge variance here, so I'm I'm pretty uncomfortable, which is probably why we're probably in the same boat here with the line. Um, I don't know if that's how you felt when you were thinking about this because I I was all over the place. All right, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Um, all right. What do we? Uh, what do we got? What's the so line? So North Carolina is only favored by three and a half here. Ooh. Oh no. I think we're taking them, man. I don't really want to because, I, like I said, I think this could go anyway. But that's. Oh, I thought I was going to have to take Miami for a second. I was like. Oh no! I gotta mentally prepare myself. No, no, we're we're both on the right side of this one. We're both together okay. on this. I think. Right. I, I think more close to a touchdown is probably a better line. That's um, fair for us. All right, yeah. All right, so we'll take Carolina. All right, and uh, all right, real, real real talk. We're gonna move into this next one. I'm I'm not gonna spend too terribly too much time on this um, because let me let me just get right let me just get right down to breast tags, okay. Uh, this might as well be called the Pretenders versus the Possible Contenders Bowl. Um, this will divide the boys from the men. Both started hot, got ranked on the up and up, and got humbled last week. So, who comes out on top? I've got Missouri at Kentucky, number 24 ranked Kentucky. Uh, one lost a, do we want to call it a heartbreaker? I mean, eh. I don't. I don't say that just because you think had it. Lo- yeah, you had that. it. You lost it. Then you really lost it with that pick. You know, oh, Jesus. got a strike in the process for me. And then Kentucky. It's like you didn't even really step off the plane. Like, I don't know. Um, I think the better all-around team is Missouri. So I'm going to go Mizzou seven and a half. 
Okay. Yeah, I was going to say there's more of a pick on them. I, I don't really – I think these two teams are, like, almost the exact same. I, yeah. I think Kentucky kind of proved – I wasn't feeling that way before, but I think Kentucky kind of proved where their talent level is. And when your coach is coming out, I'm like, yeah, man, we don't have the horses. It's like, okay, well, I don't <laughs> – That That's kind of what did it in for me. I was like, mm. Because, like, like, I know Missouri's got some dudes out there. Well, and it's like, in my brain, I'm like, okay, can I start edging you closer to that, like, I know you're not elite tier, but can I edge you towards, like, that top, like, that Tennessee tier, like, right below Georgia, like, maybe can compete with them. And then you show up, you don't compete, and then your coach says, basically, yeah, we're not set up to compete. That's It's like, okay, well, what do I do? <laughs> you know, like, why am I ever going to trust you now? So... Um, these two teams did have one like opponent so far this year, and that was Vanderbilt. So we're not going to put too much into that, but they both won pretty hev- heavily. Both scored around forty points and only let Vanderbilt score around twenty. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're, I mean you're, you're basically getting two two of the same guy. Yeah, to just punch each other. So yeah, I was going to say as a pick them. I think Kentucky being at home, I'm going to give them a little bit of a nod because they have played really well at home. Uh, obviously, that Florida game. So uh, I think. The one thing I will give Kentucky is I think they're going to be able to run the ball um, mm. because Missouri is just – that's just not where their skill set is in, in terms no. of defending. And so if you get into a situation where Missouri's behind and you're able to run the well, ball – They proved last week they really can't come back. Yeah, and my thing is like if you can control the ball and, and get ahead and, and control clock, like it's your – it's going to be hard for them to, to really challenge Kentucky, especially on the road. So I'm going to say Kentucky by three here. Mm. All right. Well, I mean, I guess that puts us at Missouri three and a half. Okay. Did you say Missouri six? Or I said seven say? and a half. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we look at this Kentucky. Go ahead and get the, the sound already. I'm pretty spot on here. Kentucky is favored by two and a half points. Oh, Sure. Fantastic stuff. So we're going to be on uh, Missouri side of this here, it looks like. All right. Got to love it. Got to love it. So I will say I, I I do like the fact that we're on Missouri side because Kentucky's getting eighty more than 80% of the bets and money right now. So that makes me feel... I feel like everybody just watched last week and thought, all right, they got, hum- they got drummed by Georgia. They're going to come back, and I really feel like Missouri is just like they're thinking. I think Missouri is going to take a back seat because it's just like, eh, you guys did what you did against LSU. But I'm telling you, I think I think Missouri might be better than advertised. And look again, like we're not picking them to win, but I don't think they'll lose by a whole hell of a lot here. So that that's that's fine with me. All right. Um, all right, so we're going to go ahead and move over to. Oh, brother, we were so close to a little Pac-12 after dark. But alas, it evades us yet again. We will be getting one in before the year is done. I can't promise you guys that. But we've got number 18, UCLA, at number 15, Oregon State. Uh, UCLA did what I thought was possible. Uh, Chip Kelly's always good for it every once in a while. Uh, But they had to prove it to me. They had to prove it to me. And boy, howdy, did they. But I'm still kind of like trying to figure that one out. Like, is Washington State a little, little bit paper tigers? Or, you know, are they are they legitimate? And UCLA pulled over a good one. Um, even with that being said, however, here comes a defense. You are about to play a defense, UCLA. Uh, and 
real thing is you guys don't really necessarily have one. Sometimes it shows up, but, you know, every once in a while it kind of peeks its head around the corner. Um, so I think this question becomes more of a, how can Oregon State's offense perform against UCLA's defense? And remember, this thing is in Corvallis. It's in Oregon. I'll take Oregon State by three. Oh, okay. I so I was gonna say with this game. So they, they have had they each have had three common opponents, which is very odd this early in the season. That but is both weird. both of them played San Diego State, uh, and both won pretty handily, thirty five to ten on UCLA side, and then twenty six nine. So similar scores. Yeah. Where it gets interesting is they lost. They, they both of their losses were against common opponents, but they're different teams. So UCLA, obviously, remember the Utah game. Uh, the pick six on the first play of the game, and then at that point it's seven to fourteen. Um, actually, played really well in that game. Only let up seven points, and just you know, obviously that pick six they just couldn't recover from because of Utah's defense. Uh, and then uh, Washington State, you know, they end up playing Utah, or sorry, not Oregon State ends up playing Utah, twenty-one seven, winning that game. We remember that as well. And then uh, Washington State ends up losing to UCLA, but Oregon State loses to Washington State. So it's a little bit of a, like, back and forth here, kind of all over the place. Um, but, you know, as far as what I can tell, these are very similar opponents. It might just be come down to style sort of thing. My thing is, like, UCLA has a very good defense. Like, I think they could have an argument for having one of the best defenses in the country because they've played some good teams and have done really well against those teams um, and and held those teams to, like, the lowest scoring points in, in the entire season for those teams. Um as far as offenses go, I think both of them are good. I don't think I really don't think either of them are elite. I think we know what DJ is for the most part um, on Oregon State side. I don't. I'm not like I'm not like not impressed, but I'm not impressed by any measure. So, um, you know, I think I think UCLA has the edge here. I think they're going to give it, make it a really really tough day for for DJ, and we'll see kind of what what he wants to show up and play like. But for that, I'm I'm gonna just say like I'll take whoever's the underdog here because I just think it's a pick 'em at this point. I really do. Like I'm just gonna say pick 'em straight up. That's fair. I mean, I just I feel like I don't know. Like I'm with like I just don't necessarily. I'm not won over by UCLA's defense. Let's say that. Like there are times that it's like, oh look at that. Look okay. But I feel like every time I go to put some faith in UCLA, they they freaking Lucy my ass. Okay? Like I'm Charlie Brown, I'm running towards it, I'm gonna kick the ball and they whoosh, gotcha. So like I don't know. I maybe I just got battered brewing syndrome right now. Like I just I don't know. I, I, I kinda and I've seen proven concept with Oregon State, so at least I'm kinda like, alright. So again, like you know what? I'll, I will hang my hat on this. If UCLA can show up, make this happen. Be because I thought UCLA was going to be decently good this year. I really did. Um, well, it's just that one game. Like they just threw a pick six at the start of the game and just. I mean, I guess, but like even then, like it's like y'all couldn't do anything because Oregon State made it happen. I mean, they scored like twenty eight on those guys. And I would think UCLA's offense is better than Oregon State's offense. Yeah, I think it was a little bit of a different game. It was a Friday. Night. It just it was different styles. I it, I agree. Is, that's what I'm interested about this game. Is I think it's going to be a. Fun it's very matchup. intriguing. Yeah. Yep. All right. What what does it got for us? So what you so say? You were Oregon State on Oregon three State three three. Okay. Well, get your bell ready because they are favored by three and a half. 
<laughs> well, well, well. Mm. That's so, a yeah, good one. We're, we're, I think, I'd, I mean, on. I'd be inclined to take UCLA. Yeah, we're on UCLA side here. Both of us were. Um, so I think we're taking right. UCLA here, three and a half. All right, that's cool with me. That is cool with me. All right, well, uh, that concludes our uh, our regular week seven calls, which I think you guys all know what that means. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, no, baby. What is you doing? You giving us a garbage bowl? Two schools who don't want to play football and damn well want to make sure that nobody watches them play either. But like any pair of cheeks, I got to look just to make sure. I don't want any part of it at first. But at the same time, this is a special Cheeks Week, baby. Because for this Cheeks Week, we've got a nooner! Get the fuck out of bed, bitch, go! Yes, sir! This is Temple at North Texas! Woo, that is bad. That is bad. Temple at North Texas. Oh, brother, that's the cheekiest cheeks we've had yet. I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't really know what I can tell you about these guys. They're both bad. Let's just say that. Right off the bat, they're bad. Um, and I, I mean, I was lying. None of one of these teams wants to play good enough ball that, uh, anybody should want to watch. Uh, so let's just go ahead and read it off. Tipples two and four. Mmm. Own two in the American. That is bad. In the American. Ugh. North Texas, look at that. Also in the American. But they're 2-3 and three and 0-1. Oh and so, here's good news. Somebody is coming out with a conference win. Hey, buddy! Uh, the only thing I can tell you is that Tibble's quarterback can throw it around the park. Alright, so like, not, not, not terrible. Um, North Texas is... Ah. Here's the fun part. If uh, if you find yourself in the North Texas area and you have nothing to do on a Saturday morning, um, you're in luck. This game is going for $9. Mm. <laughs> nice. I, don't even, I wouldn't even pay that. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. even pay that, let's be honest. I, the only thing that's redeeming about this game is, is yeah, it's if you win it, you're not going to be last place in the American Conference. <laughs> Thank God. So that, that's the W, I guess. Um, yeah, I think yeah. Obviously, EJ Warner at Temple. Um, you mentioned it. He could he could pass a little bit. Not not great, but um, can at least move the ball down the field. I actually I do like Cam Rogers as much as you can like someone on uh, on on the on the North Texas's offense. Uh, 
He he throws the ball down the field. He's averaging eight point six yards per completion. So he's he's not you know a true Graham Mertz situation where he's doing all his checkdowns. They're they're trying to push the ball down the field, and he still has a sixty three percent completion percentage. So he's not he's not terrible. I mean, at the same time, like North Texas's defense is 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 horrible. Like so good is is so bad. Their offense is horrible. But here's the thing: Temple's defense is is the equivalent to Iowa's offense. They're terrible on defense. Uh, just uh, by all metrics, they're awful. So I just don't, I don't really know what to do with that. And then their defense is just as bad. I, I It's so bad. It's like, I don't know what to do. Um, I just think North Texas has a slight advantage on both sides of the ball here um, because their offense is only slightly above average and isn't terrible. So like I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna have an advantage there. So I'm gonna say five. Uh, they should be favored by five here in North Texas. That is. Mm. <laughs> I hate to do this. I was, I was on the side of Temple. But then again, that was really just coming from. Come on, Temple, please, don't be last. Temple is garbage. I'm telling you. Oh, I didn't want them to go back that way. Ah. All right, you could convince me. I mean, it's it's in Denton, it's in Denton, Texas. Like, I mean, I need. No, to, I, mean, I mean, if Temple's defense is truly that bad, then yeah, I think they should get worked. So, what's what's your number? North Texas two and a half. All right. So, since this is a cheeks game, we have to take the number. So. Uh, we're going to have to pick a number here. North Texas is favored by five points exactly. <laughs> so oh. I, I was spot on. <laughs> so we're taking, uh, we're taking Temple, uh, get, getting five points. Oh no. Hey, that's where oh. you wanted to be. That's where you wanted to be. So it's okay. I mean, I guess. Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, uh, well, well, that looks like, uh, you know, is this are you telling me we are double cheeked up on a saturday afternoon walking around in this type of heat will make you pass out not that we already were doing so from you walking by in those sunshine state daisy dukes Ooh, buddy i mean these pair of cheeks just got caught walking out of boca right down dale mabry to the strip club district. Yeah. These pair of cheeks just chugged some OJ and told me they could possibly be my mother. Or I could make them one. This is the Florida Bowl. I've got FAU versus USF. Alright, yeah, that's right. You heard it here first. This is a Blind lines first. We are double-cheeked up on a Saturday afternoon. Of course, the Cheeks game of the week is brought to you by Dude Wipes, as always. Uh, but per punishment for Jared and I letting you guys down so horrendously, we are taking a punishment ourselves. We're going to be covering not one, but two Cheeks. Ooh, no. Oh, don't do it to me. Oh, don't, don't do me like that. Two cheats on a Saturday. 
However, we're going to go ahead and keep it to where we know it best. Sunshine State. Our backyard. And what better than some trash little afternoon on Dale Mabry. Maybe I'll go to Mons Venus. Maybe I'll go to a football game. You know who else is making that decision? The football team. So, here we are. FAU versus USF. Uh, mm. It's a true, yeah. like, it's a true gentleman's club versus uh, the massage, finer things in life. Massage, massage parlor of Boca yeah. Raton. That's good. That's good. I like that. Yeah, the, the South Florida uh, massage parlors versus the strip clubs. Which, which debauchery, <laughs> which den of iniquity will you enter? <laughs> Pick your poison, son. Will it be Deshaun Watson and Jared Jones? <laughs> or... Well, James Harden. All right. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Yo, isn't isn't Tom Herman the head coach at FAU? <laughs> I don't know why he would be, but that sounds right. I feel like it is. Hold on. I'm so sorry that we're doing this on the pod. I should I should have been more prepared. Here. Oh, I'll, right. I'll, I'll let you dig into that. Why, why? F- FAU head coach. Let's see what we got. Okay. Please be Tom Herman. Oh, my God. It's Tom Herman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Why would you, like, stop doing broadcasting for that? Like, <laughs> Oh, man. Probably because he thought he was walking into a decent situation. He's like, man, Lane Kiffin had this, and he handed it off to Willie Taggart. Can There's you? no way Taggart screwed it up that much. Newsflash. He did. Can you imagine if Tom Herman wears the the visor too? Can you imagine if oh. you're just like a student on campus at FAU and you're walking around, or just like a staff, and you, like clearly you don't care about football, so you're just whatever. You walk into class, walking around, and then you look over and you're like, "Is that the football coach?" You're like, uh, "Yeah, I guess it is." He's got all the gear on, he got the visor and everything. He's like, "Damn, Willie looks awful these days. He looks so old." <laughs> There's only one real way to know for sure if it's a Tom Herman coach team. We gotta go to the team mom, baby. We gotta see if she's kissing all the players, <laughs> giving those. So passing out them game game day kisses. Come here, son. I thought that was a uh, was it Mullen from uh, Florida? Oh no, that was also Tom. That was also Tom Herman's oh, wife. Oh, there's more than one. Oh, she uh, come here, son. Yeah, you you want to score a touchdown for me? Yeah, I do. I do, Mrs. Herman. I do. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Well, we we in the we in the strip club district right now. I mean. Score a touchdown. You can do a little bit more than kissing. Okay, it's gone off the rails. But <laughs> and when we get you back home, we'll get you one of the massage parlors. Oh no! Oh no! Not the Robert Kraft special. Oh jeez! Yeah. So I think we're beating around the bush uh, again. Also, uh, hey, if you're in the Tampa area and you've got nothing to do on a Saturday afternoon, you're in luck. Because the tickets are going for twelve dollars. <laughs> so go ahead and you know get the foreplay in of uh, watching that game, and then take a stroll down Dale Mabry like we were talking about there. That's a uh, not a bad afternoon. Maybe you end up in the uh, in the Hard Rock after that. You guys are just out there betting your day away. I mean, hey, we're trying to help you out. So, um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I like. I want to pick USF here. I do. Um, 
just... You know, I will. I will take USF. It is a home mm. game. Uh, I feel like it was weird that they got beat by UAB. A Trent Dilfer coached UAB, might I add. Um, shocking that that guy could lead anybody to victory. Yeah. Um, yeah, all right. I'll say USF three and a half. Fair enough. Yeah, USF is horrible. They're not it's, good. It's shocking and unfathomable. They can hang their hat on that Bama game. It's shocking that they were even in that game. I don't understand how that happened. Like I'm telling you, man, he was playing chess. I get. I don't know. Steven was just like, "Oh, you guys want to see struggle? I'll show you." Yeah. <laughs> like, like glue factory. Yeah, I don't even know if they're worth the glue factory between those two horses. But uh, the FAU, uh, FAU. The problem is FAU is basically Temple. They're garbage. All metrics terrible. Terrible. Terrible play. They're terrible on offense. They're only averaging one point per drive, which is one of the worst in the country. Yeah. <laughs> and for for them as well, they're giving up almost three points per drive, which is also one of the worst in the country. <laughs> so the only thing I, uh, with USF, I, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but Byron Brown, their quarterback, he's their leading passer, obviously. Yep. But he's also their leading rusher, which I think yep. that's a bad thing. <laughs> He's got. It's only 466 yards. So it's not nothing. I mean, it's not great. That's 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 obviously not great. But, but you also have a quarterback that's you know averaging what 70 something, 80 something yards per per game. That's pretty good. I'll give I'll give him that. So, um, I, I think playing at home I, is is definitely going to be helpful. I I think with all that said, I'm, I was going to say USF minus seven. Okay. All right, that's fair. So where were you at? You're at USF. I, I had three and a half. I thought maybe. Okay. Maybe some some of that Tom Herman wife magic could lead them on to to put in a little bit more effort. So South Florida, they're favored by two and a half here, only two and a half. So we're, we're with the we're with the Bulls of Tampa. We're going with the we are we're bullish. The, the gentleman's club over the massage parlors. Ain't that some stuff? I love that. That's that's who I wanted to be with. Really, ultimately, I wanted it just to let's, let's have faith. And the old South Florida. Yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm happy with this. I'm I, uh, I'm I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to be watching this game at all. <laughs> but maybe I'll throw it on if it's close at the end. And yeah, I mean, I'll throw it on just just. Uh, I mean, probably not. It's a tough was, tough one. The unless are. YouTube TV's got a multi view where Oregon it is on, and it is on the ESPN too. Oh no! So you might <laughs> you might get it by not by. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? We're all sitting there watching the likes of. You know, Oregon and Washington and for South Carolina, maybe in catching some Texas A&M, Tennessee. You know, oh, what's this in the fourth slot? USFFAU. Oh, buddy. The whole country is, like, furious. Then, But anyone anyone catching the Chiefs game of the week knows that's what's up. We need that. that yeah. We sat there and we just went, this is this is the perfect multi-view. We figured it out. We're okay. here. No, I, they've had a few weird ones where I'm like, there's four really good games on right now, but you're just neglecting one and putting some random thing up here. I'm like, I can't find any view that you have that doesn't have all of them, but there's always forget, just one I random one. I what week it was, but yeah, Northwestern was one of them, and I was missing like a prime game. and I was just, just like, like Northwestern Temple or something ridiculous. Yeah, it was just uh, somewhere I'm like, what are we doing? What is this? Like, I don't want to watch this. And th- whatever multi-view options they gave me, the one that I, of course, like the one I want 
instead of being able to like configure that crap myself was not an option. They had 50 options. Not one of them was the combination I was looking for. Do better, YouTube. I know. Well, I wish we could. I wish we could get a schedule of those like beforehand and just be like, okay, that way we could we could plan around those games. But <laughs> right. I mean, Man, whatever nice. happened, whatever happened, the good days of just cable TV where you could just not even cable TV, just satellite TV where you could do just put it all where you wanted it. I digress. All right, well, that was it for week seven. Good week. Hopefully a hell of a lot better than last week. Uh, Lord Lord help us if we have anything like last week again. I, I, I won't even know what to tell you. I would think that this thing just absolutely flies off the rails at this point and just becomes straight satire. Not that it isn't already, but, you know, hey, maybe we just we just start openly ripping all of these yeah, teams and just it, doing whatever. Yeah, it feels like only ways up from last week, but I guess we could, in theory, lose all of our games and not win any. But oh, let's, that would, uh, let's, that would let's be not, a tough one. I think I, I feel pretty good about this week. I don't feel overly confident. I feel right right in the sweet spot. Yeah, so. right where I need to be. You know, yeah. you want me to run through these real quick? Yeah, let's go ahead and let's uh, let's recap it. So, we got? Oregon at Washington. We said Oregon should only be favored by one. They're favored. Uh, they're actually underdogs by three. So we're going with Oregon here. Yep. Uh, on on this game, and then. Later we have Tennessee at or Texas A&M at Tennessee. Uh, we said Tennessee four and a half point favorites. Um, they're favored by three, so we're right there with Tennessee going with them. Do we decide we want to take that one? Even though, oh yeah, players? you know what? I marinated on that one. I want it. Okay, perfect. Tennessee minus three. We're, we're riding with them. Uh, USC at Notre Dame. This one was a little closer as well. Um, another one we have to make a decision on here. We said uh, I'm gonna drop it. one and two and a half. Yeah, we're pretty close. Vegas is two and a half. Uh, I've sanctioned here. myself. I'd rather just no take it than have to deal with some BS. Oh, I forgot about the sanctions. Yeah. Do we have to take it because of the sanctions? Is that a rule? Do. You know what? For the fun of it, for the fun of it, let's do it. I think we do. I think we're taking Notre yep, Dame. Yep, we'll take Notre Dame. Okay. That works. Uh, Miami at USC. This one, we were definitely on the UNC side. Uh, Vegas had UNC only favored by three and a half years. So we're riding with UNC. I'm a little nervous about this one, but I, I'd still, oh, I don't not. know. This could be, I'm that could not. be a I feel, I feel fairly good, good about good. UNC catching That's the fair. Here. <laughs> Missouri at Kentucky. Um, we'll see mm. what these two teams are after this game. But we end up saying uh, collectively right around the Mississippi um, Missouri. Or, uh, Missouri, sorry. Missouri, I, I said Kentucky favored by three. You said seven. Missouri should be favored. So that puts us on the Missouri side of this because they were underdogs by two and a half. So Yeah, I like um, that. I was close to the line. You were definitely on the Missouri side. I'm, I'm okay with that, though. I don't I don't completely disagree. So we're going to go with Missouri there. Um, and then UCLA at Oregon State. Uh, UCLA is uh, getting three and a half points here. So Oregon State's favored by three and a half. Uh, I said a pick 'em. You were right on the number here with three. So between the two of us, we're definitely on the UCLA side of that. So we're taking UCLA in that game. Perfect. Uh, Florida at South Carolina. This was one we're probably going to be a no take. But let me, give me your give me your gut reaction. You said should be three. I should have said four and a half. But South Carolina's favored kind of a little bit below that at two and a half. So we're only a point off. Um, I just feel like this is a place where Florida's going to make me eat my words. Same. I kind of feel the same. Yeah. So I, th- I think it's a no-take for us. We're way too close to Vegas there. Yeah. All right. And then Iowa at Wisconsin, I think this was a no-take as well because Wisconsin's favored by 10. We both said uh, they should be favored by 9. I think we're just no, too – No, hell no. You know what? I think I might sanction Iowa. Let's take Wisconsin here. 
We're going to give more points than what we thought they should? I, uh, nah, I'm not touching. I'm saving us from ourselves here. Don't okay. don't get lost right. in the Iowa. I, was, I, was, I don't know. I'm feeling overzealous, man. Yeah, yeah, I need the Iowa. dubs. I need the W's. With, with Iowa. We're, we're, I, I just... <laughs> We were both in lockstep there, and we were right there with Vegas. Like, we, all right, all right. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Wyoming at Air Force. This is going to be a fun one. Wyoming uh, getting 10.5 points here. We end up going with Wyoming here because I know, Boone, you were you were on the Wyoming side, and I was on the Air Force side. So I, I was actually st- spot on with Vegas at Air Force at 10.5. You are uh, on the Wyoming side. So we're, we're taking Wyoming here because yep. they, they can lose by 10 and still cover. So we're gonna, Which I love. Gonna I, love, yeah. I, love I love hitting these underdogs sometimes. Yep. And then last but not least, we had the two Cheeks games. Uh, Temple plus five is what we're riding with. Um, they're getting points oh, here. That scares me. And then uh, USF given two and a half points. We're going to ride with them. All right. Well, this is who. <laughs> I like that we threw in different ones now. Like, this this makes it interesting. Finally, like, I get to watch some other ones and, like, give a care on some games that normally yeah. I would never turn on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this, I like this. This is good. Let's just yeah. hope that good news backs it up. Yeah, the double cheeks is tough, man. It's doing like it's mm. definitely a punishment because I'm sitting there doing research and I'm like, this sucks. I don't want to look at these teams. <laughs> I'd much rather be spending time like looking at Alabama stats and like really trying to get a gauge for the rest of these games and yeah. other teams I care about. I'm like, this is this is tough. This is lying lying down in the the, the, the alley. Out here like in the alley. mud. We're in the mud with everybody else. Yeah, we're, we're behind the gentleman's club getting kicked on and peed on by hobos. Like, it's it's tough. Just needing money for the bus. <laughs> yeah, feeling it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, it's always a pleasure. I'm glad we got to get together to do this. Uh, thank you guys all for tuning in. And by all means, please reach out to us. Let us know. Hey, maybe there's some teams you guys want to see. We'd be happy to cover those. We're always... We're always here for a changing of the guard. We love that stuff. Uh, maybe there's some things you like. Maybe there's some things you don't even like. Maybe there's a, some suggestions you guys even have. Let us know. Reach out. Touch the stars. Touch your dreams. Touch us. Touch touch the cheeks. It was a pleasure, brother. I'll, I'll see you next week. Always a pleasure. See you next week. <laughs> Good luck.